listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We'll begin with the reign of terror. A few murders here and there. Do you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why are you doing this to us? Because you're home. Welcome back, Cripsters. Welcome to another episode of Podcast from the Crypt. I am your horror host, Chainsaw Paul. And the permanent guest host, Wolfman Memo. All right, and this is another episode, Wolfman. Hey, we're being more consistent. Yeah, we're on a roll. <laughs> For now. For now. A <laughs> jelly roll. A jelly roll. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we just had fucking lemon cake, dude. Uh, won't I stop thinking about food? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe while I'm awake, but while I'm sleeping, I think I can, you dream about. I can food dream too. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, how you been, man? It's been what a whole week. Yeah, man, a whole week. I know. So, yeah, it's been good. We haven't had this consistency in like a long time, dude. <laughs> Since we started, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, the good old days. Let's huh. reminisce when we could record whenever the hell we wanted to. Yes. And we had uh, our third partner with us from before. Yeah. We've had a lot of people come on the show. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm down to do it all the time. And then we never see him again. <laughs> uh, they just walk off. It. They walk. We're in the desert, folks. Yeah. And uh, they just walk off into the distance in the horizon. And it's like you never see him again. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of, I mean, Madman wanted to stop by real quick. Say oh. what's up, Madman. Yeah, man, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, I guess he didn't walk off into the no, desert. Hey, shut up, <laughs> shut up, man, man. <laughs> anyway, now he has been hitting us up on uh, Instagram a lot, so maybe he will drop by. Hell yeah, for an episode that'd be cool. Yeah, it'll be uh, Chainsaw and Madman back together again. Yeah, that'd be nice. If you're listening, Steve, hit me up. Let's get you on an episode. Yes, even though you've never listened before. I don't think he still hasn't listened to another another episode, dude, at all. <laughs> Even anyway. when he was on. Yeah, he hasn't. How about you, Chainsaw Paul? It's been about a week. You're looking lovely as ever. Fresh as a daisy. Oh, yeah. I got lots of non-sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is uh, those beautiful... Uh, bloodshot eyes. <laughs> bloodshot eyes, bags <laughs> under your eyes. Uh, second cup of coffee in the middle of the day. Those uh, flies going around you, you know. Uh, you know, same shit. But, uh... 
have been out here trying to catch that fucking cat we saw a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last time I was here, I, I told the... Or I think it was the week before it we was actually couple, recorded. Yeah, because the, the, you came over for one week, a few weeks ago, and we ended up not recording because yeah, we yeah. had a bunch of shit we had to do. Yeah, and then we saw the a magical Bengal cat out yeah, there. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I, I told Wolfman, it's like looking at a fucking unicorn, dude. Like, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen one in real life until then. No, I haven't either. And we were just driving by, and then I go, hey, look over there. <laughs> yeah, it was right there in the fucking bushes. And then, like, a week later, my brother saw it right out here underneath my car. I'm like, oh, I want that motherfucker, dude. And you know what? I uh, I gave Chainsaw Paw boxes from packages I've got. I was like, here, maybe you can use those. Yeah, half-eaten half cans of nine lives and shit. <laughs> he doesn't even have a cat. And then I, I told him, I'm like, hey, you know what? Cats like boxes, so, uh, you know, maybe he can lure it in there. Yeah, I want to get that motherfucker, dude. That's an expensive cat. <laughs> and folks are like, "Hey, you can't do that." Well, he didn't have a he didn't have a collar on. So. No, he didn't. Like, I mean, I'm, it has to be somebody's, dude. You know, there's not a a wild ten thousand dollar Bengal cat, you know, anywhere. <laughs> People are really coming to the desert looking for. Him. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to disclose exactly where I'll have a crowd of people out here and shit. <laughs> well, and, and to be honest, this is just for joking. Um if, if if Paul did get that cat, he would check to see if it has a chip. Of course, I'm sure it's chipped. But anyway, I, st- I still keep but, it. <laughs> but, but, but what if it's not? It's mine. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that's that's about it. And then preparing for the episode, Wolfman, you know? Oh, yeah. There we go. I know. Lots of preparation. Yeah. I think- preparation H. Yeah. For yes. horror. <laughs> <laughs> not not for hemorrhoids. Not for hemorrhoids, for horror. I think this is the most prep we've done for an episode like to date. Yeah, for like any episode ever. <laughs> this is this is how uh me and Steve should have should have did the prep for when we originally did this episode. That's right. We're redoing an episode from the past, Cripsters. The lost episode. One of the lost episodes. If you've been with us before since day one, then you probably heard us talk about this movie. But since then, like, the episodes are gone. I, I think, took them off. I think it's one of those things where, like, they're going to think about it as, like, is this a, a Mandela effect? Yeah. Right? Wait, wait a minute. I could have sworn fucking Chainsaw talked about this before a couple of years ago. And yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if you go on there right now in our list of movie or uh, our list of episodes, like, the very first one on there is, like, probably our fucking eighth episode that we recorded. Mm-hmm. But, like, the ones before all that, I, I took them off because I wanted to re-edit and just kind of spice them up. They kind of sucked. We didn't know what we were doing. I mean, but I was eventually planning on putting them back. And then, like, my hard drive got wiped, so I lost them. I know. Paul was being a good Samaritan trying to help a brother out. Uh, you know, I won't mention which brother he was helping. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't, in his, it wasn't his actual brother by blood. <laughs> It was Wolfman. Ah, shit. You gave it away. God damn it. <laughs> yes, it was me. He was helping me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he lost him. the episodes. I was helping him to do something with his computer, and it ended up wiping my fucking hard drive. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, that uh, that computer was no good. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I plan on redoing probably all of the ones that we did before, just because there were movies I wanted to talk about and, you know, have people listen, but they're gone, so let's just redo them. Ha. Huh. Gone, but not forgotten. Not forgotten. Well, I kind of forgot a couple of them. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to really think about or ask Madman, hey, which ones did we do? Uh, 
I know because there's been times where we've been like talking about making an episode, then we go with something else, mm-hmm. or like we're talking about it, and then we actually start doing it, but then we can't, we don't finish. Yeah, and then it's like, well, or or like the sound was bad, like when, or, or there's been more than a few that we recorded and the audio was just complete yeah. shit and we couldn't use it. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah I was gonna mention that. Right yeah. Now. So, <laughs> yep. So yeah. That, uh, you know, it's sometimes it's just a dream that we actually did that episode. <laughs> and another problem is we record so, like, not so often that it's like, what did we... Dude, sometimes you forget the episode that we just recorded. Yeah, I'm like, hey, let's do this one. Paul, Paul's like, we already did that. We did that one. Like, that's <laughs> literally our last episode. He's like, yeah, but that was six months ago. I can't remember. <laughs> let's redo it again. Version <laughs> version 2.0. All right, Wolfman. Well, why don't you tell them what movie we're going to be talking about tonight? Oh, the classic from the 1980s. Night of the Creeps. <laughs> it's Miller time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it's Miller time. Yeah. Detective right. Ray Cameron right there. Yep, yep. Tom yep. Atkins. Tom Atkins himself. He's listening and he's like, thrill me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll do our best, sir. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> Don't worry. We got, uh, you got Spanky and Alfalfa, also known as uh, Chainsaw Paul and Wolfman Memo here. Yeah, the dynamic duo of suck. <laughs> if someone, uh, they're the two that uh, suck more than anybody ever sucked. <laughs> the suckiest before. bunch of sucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I'm pretty excited about it, man. Like when when me and Madman Steve first did it, like we were really excited about it. We did no prep, but we like I've seen the movie countless times. Yeah. I think that might have been his first time watching it. I'm not sure. I think it was. I think it was. Because I think he said that, yeah, that's the first time, and he really liked it. I, yeah, I know you listened to the episode. Mm-hmm. I know I was in the episode. I, I, was, was that, <laughs> I, I think, was that an episode where you had both of them, or, or did you do them separately where you had... I, I know you did Night of the Creeps, and I think you did Monster Squad. I don't know if it was in the same episode. I think we recorded both at the same time, but I put them out separately. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Yeah. But uh, is Monster Squad one of the last ones? As it's well? there, actually. It oh. was. I found it. Oh, okay. It it's was back. on YouTube. It's back, baby. Yeah. Well, it's been there for a while. <laughs> so if you want to go back and listen to that that episode, it's on there. So yeah, uh, if you guys were interested in uh, listening to that Monster Squad, it's there, and it'll be kind of a taste of uh, what the last episode of Night of the Creeps was, if it was still out there to be yeah. put back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. I don't know, man. I think we may have did Night of the Creeps after Monster Squad, and we were already, like, drained, and, like, <laughs> it was, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. We were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck, let's just fucking get through this shit. I know. You guys were, uh, you guys were like, Charlie back on Critters 2. Yes. Like, back, but back when he was in Critters Part 1. Yeah. Just fucking hitting the hooch. Yes. We did a lot of drinking on the episodes back in those days. Now it's like, fuck, man, I don't even want to. I'm just going to end up going to sleep. Huh. Yep. So uh, Paul's with his uh, Paps Blue Ribbon as he's talking about that. Oh, I think I had some. No, I didn't put it on there. Shit. <laughs> I meant to. All right. Well, that that's uh, homework for Paul right yeah. there. Yeah. Set up the soundboard, Paul. <laughs> we got to put that Paps Blue Ribbon back in there. It's on the tablet. I just didn't put it in the. Oh, all right. Um. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, yeah. The other bit of news is that... Uh, Wolfman here is not impervious to pain, and he's got a pulled back muscle. So he's not immortal like he thought. Yeah, I mean, like maybe because there's no full moon yet. So yeah, that's what when it the was, full dude. moon comes, I'll be at full strength. 
Yeah, if, if there was a full moon last night, you wouldn't have threw your back out, old man. I know. <laughs> what was I doing? Just just uh, being on a stool at work. Yeah, like a literal stool. He showed me. I'm like, dude, that's a fucking stool. That's not even a chair. <laughs> Explain what happened a little bit. You don't even want to get into it oh, too much. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't even doing any lifting or being any, anything heavy. It's just because I'm old. And I was trying to do a, a recording for some uh, for evidence for some stuff that was going on. Um, Wolfman's in the CIA. Yes. So it was uh, maybe like five minutes worth of stuff, and I was like, "Jesus, get to it!" But I was it. It was a long thing, five six minutes of me just holding it by by hand, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm I got to put my elbow down because it's like now I'm getting tired after you know like two minutes, <laughs> and, it, and it still got He's, way more to go." <laughs> Wolfman's already winded. Yes, and then I had my foot up like on something that was like blocking where my feet go, and then I was like, "Oh, I feel a pool." And that was it. I, that, and then I knew I was really a true old man, as yeah. Paul always calls me. <laughs> <laughs> You're only a couple of years older than me, man. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Paul will get there soon, but yeah. I'm already there. No, dude, I told you. I took my back out not too long ago right before work, and I was just sitting there in my car, and I did a yawn and a stretch, and it was <laughs> done. You're like, oh, oh, shit. Agony. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this, this is going to be fun. So, uh Stay tuned for Night of the Creeps later on in the episode. Paul. What's up? Thrill me. Thrill me. <laughs> Paul always thrills me. Thrill me. Ah. <laughs> well, we'll try our best, like I said. We're, do- we're trying to do it here. Hey, what you get off my back? We're trying to record over here. Make it fun, okay? Hey, he's Tom Atkins. He could tell us whatever he yeah, wants he to could. tell us. <laughs> He'd kick our asses. <laughs> <laughs> Smack us around. Yes. All right, so we're on our... Uh, part where we say what have we been watching wolfman just uh, dropped a bomb on me and said he hasn't watched anything <laughs> <laughs> well i've been watching like, ev- wait what i know i've been watching uh, everything lots of things in the theater but nothing horror based so i can't oh, mention okay. that stuff yeah or i'll give you five across the eyes because i'm <laughs> like we're a fucking horror podcast wolfman you're like ah but uh yeah i learned from my past don't don't be mentioning that crap <laughs> Uh, me, I haven't really been watching anything. Um, I've been playing some video games. I got Resident Evil 4 the other day, so I've kind of been on that. I don't want to, like, I play a little bit at a time because it's not very long of a game. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about long, like, I'm used to, like, 100 plus hours in a game. Jesus. Yeah, so if the game's, like, 14 hours or something, I'm like, that game's not long at all. Huh. But so far, dude, it's fucking amazing. I'm yeah, it a lot. I mean, I'm not a gamer, but I, I looked at uh, at you playing, and it it looks, you know, like it's fun and yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, I don't know how your Cryptor is going to feel about this, but uh, I didn't play the original one, so uh, it's kind of all new to me. So I was like, oh, this is fucking dope. I, I mean, I knew enough about it, but I never got around to actually playing part four. I played all the other ones. So what's uh is there differences uh from the original like that are mentioned by that anybody you know you haven't heard or anything? I haven't really got into it. Like I don't really like watching reviews and shit and, and all that on video games because I'm like I'm paying a lot of money for this shit. I wanna f- see it all for myself, you know what I mean? Huh. Well, there you go. That's what uh we've been doing. Yeah, so I uh, definitely definitely recommend checking out Resident Evil Four. I like it a lot, dude. If you like the Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three remakes, you're gonna love this one for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it, dude. All right, Cripsters, uh, we have a new segment coming in. We have a call-in. Uh, hopefully, this guy will be coming back every so often on different episodes. With us tonight, 
is Brian, a.k.a. Be Vicious. Yeah, that's his rapper name or some shit, huh? Yeah, like uh, from uh, Married with Children with Grandmaster B. Yeah, that's it. Grandmaster Bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bud Vicious? Yes. <laughs> that's what the B stands for, man. Yes. All right, well, let's get him on the horn, Wolf, man. All right, let's, uh, let's see. Let me uh, call him up. Uh, I found this number in the uh, men's restroom, so this should work. Yeah, it says he's got cool stories if you want to dial in, but uh, we won't disclose that number. All right, let's see if he answers. He's like, you know, fuck this shit. Hello, hello. <laughs> Yo, what up? What's up, dog? What's going on, guys? Oh, uh, you know, just podcasting over here. Yeah, we're trying to do a show. <laughs> yeah, you keep bothering us, dude. I told you to quit a calling. Jolly, a jolly good show. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so uh, you got some tells for us, huh? Tells, tells, tells from the crypt, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's some other show. That's, yeah, that's not us. Yeah, that's not us. <laughs> let's not uh, let's not speak of that show, okay? Because yeah, they do better than us. Yeah, we don't need we attorneys did, uh, coming we did at copyright us. infringement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess I'll just drop straight into the story, um, and I'll be asking you guys questions along the way, see if you guys are familiar with any of this. But, okay, so uh, I, I got to stay ask, awake for uh, this then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to ask, uh, are you guys uh, Hispanic or grew up around Mexican culture? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm half Mexican, but uh, no on the second part. Yes, no, uh, Paul is more like a 10% Mexican, yeah. even though he's half. Like a 7, <laughs> 7.5% Mexican. <laughs> I am more Mexican than Paul, but uh, yeah, I, I know some of, uh, some of the Mexican culture, but not, you know, I'm not. All right. just... The reason I asked is because my story starts with a, uh, a very famous Mexican uh, radio show. It used to be called La Mano Peluda, which was a folklore within Mexican culture as well. But essentially, it was a radio show that would air around midnight. Uh, it was hosted by this really famous guy named uh, Juan Ramon Sainz. And this guy, he would just take calls and, you know, just get, like, first accounts or people that witnessed spooky stuff going on or, oh, okay. or their stories. Yeah. So he started that from around 95. It was very, very famous uh, throughout that time. And around the early 2000s is when he got a really, really creepy phone call. And it was this guy named Josue, Josue Velasquez. And basically, this guy had called in at, like, the ends of his wits, so to speak. He was just tormented. And he was basically telling him that, you know, he, at a young age, had made a pact with the devil. Now, when he made this pact, he had, you know, he, this thing took, I think, maybe like maybe eight or nine episodes together for him to tell his entire story. So I'll do my best to give you the, the short version of the it. The gist. But, yeah, the gist of it. So basically, this guy, when he, um, when he was young, uh, he was struggling with his mother and all of the siblings that he had. His dad had left the family, so... Him being the oldest, he felt a lot of pressure to you know, provide for the family. Uh, he was a very smart guy. He loved reading. That was like his favorite thing to do. And before he knew it, he kind of got into the occult and just started doing his own research on that. And with time, he kind of figured out that, you know, he obviously he can start conjuring things and just um, seeing what he can do kind of deal. And his whole thing to begin with was, you know what, I'm struggling a lot. I got to get fam- I got to get money for my family. So I'll see if I can, you know, make a deal. And sure enough, he uh, tries it once and he's able to do it. He says he saw an apparition. The apparition was like uh, nothing that he would ever envision as a, something demonic to be, you know, with like a tail and horns or whatnot. It was, I would say it was more like alien-like, more smooth looking. And that thing, when it appeared to him, it told him like, this is what you wanted to see. You know, something that wouldn't spook you enough, but, you know, enough for me to talk to me. 
but uh, he was still pretty scared of him when he first did that conjuration. So from there, he just decided not to kind of like go forward, and that was it. But again, he was still struggling, so he was still wanting to figure out how he was going to make this money. So from there, he decided to do, you know, one more. What would be the the term that I'm looking for here? Not a what's what's a ritual, I guess. Yeah, ritual, of course. Okay. Uh, so the second ritual, you know, he finally does it more successfully. The thing appears to him, you know, they get to talking, and he's like, "All right, well, if you want money, we can definitely sort that out. We just, of course, need you to do something for us." And of he course, sa- the that, deal that demon he sounds uh, like a creditor. <laughs> oh, honestly, I mean, <laughs> it's no different, man. It's no different. You're gonna pay interest one way or another, man. <laughs> and. <laughs> so basically this thing the second time it formed on him it was kind of weird because it was more like a, a half human half pig thing that he said he saw mm. anyways this thing basically you know took him in and i think he had a hide out somewhere for about 21 days with it and then from there the that entity basically gave him a ring which he calls the ring of solomon mm. so mind you he's telling this whole story day over day kind of going um bit by bit but basically, the, the deal he had to make is that he had to kill somebody in his family to gain his riches. Now, he had to decide, you know, well, I, I won't kill my mother. I love my mother. I won't kill my siblings is the reason I'm doing this at all is for my siblings. So he decides, you know what? I think I'll just kill my grandma. She lived a full life. She can go now kind of deal. I was thinking. And so from there, he decided that he was going to, you know, oh, actually, no, they gave him specific instructions on how to kill her. And she had to be knifed a certain amount of times and whatnot. So this guy being the crazy fucker that he is, he decided to go do that. Now, conveniently enough, after he, you know, killed his grandma, uh, when they found the body, uh, there was no wounds on it at all. It was just clean. She just died of natural causes. Yeah, that's but crazy. I guess the action of it itself was enough for the, I guess, the demons to be like, all right, cool, you, you met your deal. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, she, a life was sacrificed. From there on now, you know, he was very freaked out by the whole situation. He didn't really see anything happen. He's like, what the hell just happened? But, you know, him finally growing up a little bit more. He was out of high school. He was going to start going to college. So he's around 20 at this point. And once he went to college, things started looking really well for him. Again, he was already a very smart guy as it was. So he was going to study to be, I think, a microbiologist. Like more on the side of bacteria. Um, and that's like an eight-year program overall, but apparently he was able to do that within six months, so he got through that college really fast. Damn. And then before he knew it, he was making a lot of money, um, but he started realizing that, or at least the demons would tell him, oh, and now it's actually demons, sorry, of course, as always, but uh, they started telling him, like, the money that you get for the day is the money you have to spend. You cannot keep it. You cannot give it away. You cannot invest it or anything. Any time that he would try to give away the money or, you know, just destroy it, he would essentially be punished, whether it would be like psychologically or physically. He would get like bruised up or he would just get like uh, tortured, like, uh, I guess, vocally. They would, you know, just be uh, screaming at him or whatnot. Fucking with his mind so, and shit. Yeah. So at this point, you know, he's already kind of gotten to this point, And that's when he starts calling the radio station to Juan Ramon. And of course, that's when they start, you know, that's kind of these catching up to that right there. While he's airing, again, this story is like blowing up all over Mexico. Not even in L.A. Because I remember when I was a kid, I remember hearing about that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was blowing up. And then he got, you know, infamous enough where his whole family found out what he had done, you know, or what he was saying he had done. So his whole family just decided to just kind of like, you know, distance away you know, from him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, were, they weren't going to talk to him. So he kind of lost everything there. 
So he was just kind of when he would call back, he would just say, you know, like I'm, I'm done. Like I, I made a really shitty deal. Like I, I need to get out of this. And there's um, again the phone call. This is really like really cool part that I like that they they get a pastor on the on the radio show, and then the pastor is like you know telling like you know like, you need to pray, you need to pray with us. And it's crazy because on the phone call he's like saying like I can't open the book. Like if I try to open it, I my fucking like I just slip through it. Like I can't even touch it it's weird hmm. and he's like all right fine like we'll just repeat after me you know and he starts saying his prayers and in the prayers you can kind of hear it in the background like they're just mocking him and laughing at him for even trying to pray um which the, I actually the have demons are mocking him so far this is a crazy fucking story dude i told you yeah um so yeah you know that, that was one of the last phone calls that they had from him you know that they were trying to basically save him it was very difficult to do so um, and then that was it. He just disappeared off the face of the earth. And then that was, you know, you never heard from him again. Fast forward nine years later, the, the radio show had kind of evolved into a TV show now called Extra Normal. Um, still by the same host, Juan Ramon, uh, but he was already getting close to retirement. Um, but out of nowhere, they, they find him again, uh, Josue. And then, you know, they ask him like, Hey, you know, like, how are you? Like, do you want to interview again? Like this and that. And he's at first very hesitant. He's like, nah, I want nothing to do with it. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And they, they just kind of kept persisting. So finally, he was there. He's like, all right, fine. I'll do the interview. Um, but I need some conditions first. First and foremost, Juan Ramon has to be there. I will not do the interview if he's not there. Uh, and they're like, fine. Yeah, they, they already have a different host. But the, the new guy and Juan Ramon are going to go together. Uh, secondly, he says that he needs to be on a boat uh, with them. Um, because if they're on a boat, apparently the spirits or the demons won't be able to like get to them, so they won't be bothered as much. Um, and that was many of the conditions. And of course, I think it had to be at nighttime. So there's that footage. And again, all this you can find on you know the the audio recordings, the phone calls, this interview. Um, you can find that on YouTube and on TikTok. It's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a hell of a rabbit hole, honestly. But anyways, they finally get to the interview. Um, the crew that was there and you know, they went into something really weird is that when they all met up, uh, Josue, he shook everybody's hands and he shook everybody's hands the proper way with the right hand. But when he got to Juan Ramon, he shook his hand with his left hand where he had the ring on. And again, this ring, he had claimed he can't take it off either. Like it'll basically burn. Um, so he shook his hand with that one and they have the interview. They kind of go over everything again. You can watch the entire interview. It's, it's pretty long. It's about like two hours. Um, and then that was that, you know, they, they had their last final interview. And then a week later, Juan Ramon, the original radio host guys, dies of a weird uh, bacterial stomach infection, actually. Oh, shit. And then a week after that, the, the new radio host guys also, uh, no, he gets injured in a car accident. And then, sorry, and then a week after that, the the priest that they had taken along to that interview as well had also passed away. Damn, dude. This is like the <laughs> omen, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And, you know, what's interesting about that story is that, you know, you can immediately say, all right, you know what, like, you can think, you know, whether demons are real or not, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, Juan Ramon in his involvement with this got him, you know, essentially killed. And a lot of people mm -hmm. associate that Josue essentially made another deal um, to, you know, pass his curse along to the next person. So he gave it to, to Juan Ramon and he ended up dying. Now, that's pretty crazy overall. And even now, you can actually look up um, interviews of uh, Josue and it's crazy because again he was 20 this is almost 40 years in total like from the 90s um, 
that he started all this and like now it's crazy because he's he looks fine he like he looks perfectly healthy he, he looks like a 30 year old he doesn't even look old at all like it it makes you wonder like if you made another a better deal if anything you know huh. but yeah i guess that was my story of uh, josue very very famous story and again it, it's it's creepy all throughout and again there's a lot of uh audio clippings and footage and everything but regardless it's just it gets scary in the sense of like whether you believe it or not you know people huh. ended up dying out of this out of this case out of the situation that's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> I think Paul Paul's hiding under the covers right I'm now. Like, my teeth chatter and shit. I'm fucking biting my nails off and shit. <laughs> that was pretty good. Like, I kind of with the whole passing of the curse thing, it reminded me of Drag Me to Hell. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought too. You know, like no matter what, and also Paranormal Activity as well. If you guys ever watched that, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the that... person to the second one. Yeah, and the part where they're on the the boat in the water, it kind of reminds me of Night of the Demons because they couldn't uh, pass. Demons can't go past the water. That's right. Yeah, that's a thing. Maybe it's yeah. true. I mean, oh, that's I totally believe in that kind too, of shit. But so. uh, there's a reason why Jesus was able to walk on water too. And, yeah, and demons will just sink. It's pretty crazy. Huh. Well, yeah, that was a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks for sharing. Well, it's, that, a, it's, man. it's a it's it's a pleasure to share, honestly, guys. Yeah. So, uh, like, if if uh, Cripsters want to find that story, uh, what was it? They look on uh, YouTube. You would just look up uh, Josue Case or La Mano Peluda Josue. Um, that's usually the fastest way to find it. And there's, there's again, it's a it's a rabbit hole. There's a lot of footage, a lot of interviews on it as well. Very well documented, I would say. Shit, we could probably do a whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if you guys ever want to follow up on it. Yeah, that'd be dope. What's your guys' uh, topic for this episode? Uh, we're doing Night of the Creeps. Night Ooh, of the Creeps. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be scary, but it's not working out. Looks <laughs> 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 like I'm just having like a fucking conniption or something. <laughs> I mean, Memo's looking at me like, are you fucking creeps. having a stroke? I was calling 911 right now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, guys, if you guys ever want me to join in or have my input, I would love to share all things spooky. Hell yeah, man. We'd like to have you on the show anytime you can. Yeah, man. Sounds like a good deal. This might be the last one that we're together in person, though, Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be by phone anyways. Yeah, it'll be by phone. So, All right, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably call this know. segment Tales of Terror. <laughs> or or something more clever than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I mean honestly, yeah, we can, we can get into the into the depths, man. Like one thing I've been wanting to talk about and I feel like nobody wants to talk about is like AI and how crazy it's getting. Yeah, I, dude, I would totally want to get into that. Yeah, a good friend of mine was telling me like to not give uh AI too much of a personality or characterization, but I'm like, I don't know, like I, I'm pretty sure this thing's going to go conscience mm-hmm. anytime now. Be full on Skynet shit and all that, dude. We're <laughs> fucked. Singularity, and, and, bro. And Megan. Yeah, Megan, all that shit. Matrix, all that stuff, dude. Hell yeah, bro. And uh, it's, it's, worth, it's worth talking about, I would say. Well, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your episode, guys, and uh, stay spooky. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Thanks for coming on. Nice to meet you. All right, yeah. Take care. All right. Man. Thank you. Be right, vicious. Guys, there we go. Ooh, are you guys as creeped out as I am about that story? Jesus. Yeah, let me uh, put down my hairs that are sticking up on my arms. <laughs> and Wolfman's got a lot of hairs on his arms. Yeah, that was a good one, dude. It did remind me of a bunch of different things, like so, even some like uh, folklore stories and shit, kind of like all wrapped up. And it kind of makes you think, though, because a lot of that stuff sounds familiar from other kind of stories, and it's like, 
I wonder if it's just people like mashing shit together to make stories. What do you think, Wolfman? Nah, I don't know. I'm uh, you know, I I I was like, I never met the guy, and I don't want to meet the guy. Yeah. Oh, is it just a story about the guy? Uh, I don't want a chance. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe certain things, but uh, I don't want. Uh, but I'm still don't want to take my chance on that. There you go, very cautious. How about you? Uh, I don't know. I think I want to look into it more. You're gonna go meet him? Nah, I don't know. I mean, shit. <laughs> You're gonna see the guy with the big ring. You're gonna go kiss it? Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm alright on that. I'll leave that ring alone. Okay. You're like, ah, it's okay. I, I don't mind struggling. There we go. All right. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Hopefully, we get uh, be vicious on more often. You know how it goes on the show, though. We get people coming on and they're, oh, yeah, we're going to be on here all the time. And, like, we never see them again, as we mentioned before. Yes. But uh, hopefully we'll make it work out. All right. All right, Wolfman. So uh, you got any fucking horror news for us? I got some news for you. All right, all right. Let's get to it, okay? Uh, hold on, I, I'm I'm putting on my uh, my my, my '70s wig. Yeah, right now I got my fro going on. Yeah, you got to put the the news anchor fucking coat on, dude. Yeah. The blazer. Yes, it's there it's it's tan, colored. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I've been uh, scrounging through the garbage again, <laughs> as we do. <laughs> yes, and uh, that's how we throw episodes together. Yeah, if yeah. you guys haven't figured that out. Yep. So uh, what I pieced together here is uh, just one bit tidbit of news. A titbit. Yeah, a titbit, uh, which is uh, the new Exorcist film. Guess who's coming back? Uh, I have no idea, dude. It's Linda Blair, dude. Oh, I was going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> no, well, like, well, I didn't expect you to be back on Exorcist, but, you know, whatever. He's like, I got to make some money after yes. becoming the governor of yes. California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was horrible, by the way. I know. It was a horrible impression. <laughs> but, yeah, Linda Blair's coming back. Yes, Reagan herself. Yep. I'm kind of uh, interested. I want to see this, man. Yeah, and she, you know, she's coming back as uh, her same character, so that's cool. See, it what would be kind of odd if she was a different character. <laughs> I know. I hate when they do that. Say, <laughs> like, hey, we know who you are. Just be that person. Yeah, we were just talking about that though earlier because we, when we were uh, we were watching Night of the Creeps again for this episode, mm-hmm. and we we're, and we're coming up with, oh, like we could have been d- done sequels in like how Tom Atkins had said he'd wanted to do another one yeah. with uh, Fred Decker, and I'm arguing with Paul. I'm like, well, they. Kind of yeah, made him in a crispy critter. Yeah, at the they end. killed him off at the end. How could he? And I'm like, well, they could just do it where he's like a different character or something. Yeah, his uh, his brother, his identical brother. Yeah, exactly. So with, with the same mannerisms, comes back. Just <laughs> the exact same name and everything. Like, yes. wait, what the fuck? But uh, of course, she's going to beat Reagan. So I'm just interested to see how they they tie it into the first one. They're going to disregard part two. Everyone wants to disregard that fucking movie. And part three had some to do with the original one, but mm-hmm. nothing that they have to, like, even try to tie into it. So Yeah, and we did part three. So, uh, Cripsers, if you didn't hear that one, you can uh, hear that at some point whenever you want. Yeah. Go back and listen to that one. Yes. Stop this one right now. Yes. Just go listen to that. Then come back to us. 
All right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Dave and Gordon Green's attached to it, and they're going to be doing three movies. Okay. They already got it all. I don't know if they got it all written down, but it's planned to do three. Well, you know, uh, we'll, like he did a great job on Halloween, except like, you know, he's got some flack for that third one, which was the last one. He got some flack for the second one and the third one, but more for the third one. Mm. So let's let's hope. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm willing to give him a try, dude, because he is good. Yeah, he's good. So. so all right. Looking forward <laughs> to that shit. I mean, we're trying to stretch it out a little bit because that's all we have from the news. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, all we can see besides in the news was just that. And then there's just tumbleweeds out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the one thing that we lacked on. Like, I mean, we always lack on the news. We don't you don't come to us for the fucking news, dude. <laughs> we just <laughs> like, give it to you if we got it. Hi, they're like, I heard about this three months ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we didn't really didn't get into looking at shit. What can we talk about for the news? So that's what you get. <laughs> uh, that's how we got. So yeah. uh, that's all, folks. Well, you got any horror birthdays for us, Wolfman? I got some horror birthdays for us. All right. I think I said Wolfman, but hey, I'll leave it in anyway. Happy fucking birthday. Birthday boy. Birthday girl. Birthday boy. Birthday girl. Birthday boy. Birthday girl. Can be Christ. Evil. Nice. Birthday boy. All right, so what do you got? All right, so uh, a few names for birthdays. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Richard O'Brien. Yes. Who's that guy? He's fucking Riff Raff himself, dude. Rocky Horror Picture Show. What? Oh, and, and just Rocky Horror Show because he's the one who did the, uh, the play. Oh, he was on both. Yeah. Okay. He fucking, he did it all, dude. You know, uh, Paul isn't a guy that goes to the uh, theater for plays, but oh, for would. this one, he made an exception. What do you mean you would? You did. No, just kidding. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, I would love to go see it. If, you know, maybe a high school version of it <laughs> I could afford <laughs> or get to. I don't even know if they're doing them anymore. They should be, huh? Probably. Yeah. You know. But we always have the movie, so I can watch that anytime. Yep. Uh, have you heard of a guy named Larry Festerman? Yes, I have. Who's that guy? Oh, man, he's on one of my favorite movies, I Sell the Dead. He's been in a lot of, like, low-budget. Uh, he's been in a, a lot of horror games. He was in Until Dawn. All right, I, I, I got to catch that guy. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, I'll just mention a few of them besides the one you mentioned. Uh, there's Stakeland, House of the Dead. How the House of the Devil, man! He likes to do those house movies. He huh? likes a lot of house movies. Yeah, uh, Habit. He's gonna start doing house music. Ah, there we go. Maybe he has. He might have. I have no idea. Yeah, he was on the <laughs> series The Strain, uh, Windigo, and Late Phases are a few of the titles that he's been on. But he oh, Late Phases, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, he's been uh, he's uh been in the genre quite a bit. Yeah, I like him a lot, dude. He's he's good. Like I said, I sell the dead. Mwah. I gotta watch that. Oh, we have to do. I can put that shit on right now. It's on. It's on Tubi. Huh. Okay. And, and then I have the DVD over there. All right. Let's stop the show. We're gonna watch that and we'll yeah, be back. Fuck the show. We're watching. I sell the dead. Huh. All right, folks. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> shit. That was a good movie, Paul. Yeah, it was great. Did right. you liked it a lot. What was your favorite part? <laughs> well, that the guy from the Lord of the Rings was there. Oh, there you go. You know that me. Legit. Anybody there? Like he, it's got to be a great movie. That sounds like he actually watched it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your next one? All right. So next one, uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah. We know her. Yes. Not personally. I wish. <laughs> Paul needs that redhead in his life. There you go. 
All right. And who does she play in a major uh, recent horror movie? It was from It Chapter 2. And uh, she's also been in Crimson Peak and Mama. Mama. I just killed a man. Here we go. Let's listen to you sing. Nah, it's okay. That's enough. <laughs> you, they get the idea. <laughs> yeah. They know Queen. There you go. All right. So uh, there's that. Uh, moving on from her, there's uh, Quentin, a guy named Quentin Tarantino. I don't know that guy. No? Okay. Well, let's let's skip him. Let's skip him. He's yeah. not important enough. Nah, well, he's been on a few stuff. Like uh, he was on the Grainhouse uh, movies that came out at the same time, and I watched both when they were in theater, which was cool. Give it more, more bang for your buck right there. There you go. Uh, it was the Death Proof and Planet Terror. Yep, and he directed Death Proof. Mm-hmm, directed uh, Death Proof, and he was a character, uh, played a part on Planet Terror as one yep. of the soldiers. There you go. Yep. And uh, one more that he did. Uh, one more. <laughs> one more. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yep. Oh, that's my favorite right there, dude. That's a good one. Ha-ha. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, actually, he just came up. There's a little bit of news. What's that? He's going to be filming his final film here uh, pretty soon. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's called uh, like director or something like that. I forget. Some shit. Huh. Well, hope. I mean, all his stuff's been great. So. Yeah. Which I'm like final film. Uh huh. Sure. Huh. And he's but you it, never know. Maybe he's just going to like to to say that maybe it is his final one because he's going to be like totally in control on this one like those other ones. But then on anything else, he'll collaborate with other directors. And, yeah, maybe. You know, it'll be different people in the director's chair. Yeah, maybe he'll be like more of a producer or something. Huh? He'll be like, yeah, you know what? Or I did this part, but, most, you know, we all collaborated to do this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. But uh, Paul's looking skeptical about that last film right there. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> all it's right. It's going to be good, though. You know it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Horror birthdays, horror birthdays. Okay, they got a few more left. All right. All right. So uh, I'm going to name uh, this guy. You might know him. Nick Frost. Yep, I know Nick Frost. Yeah. Can, yeah. can you introduce me to him? Because uh, I'd like to meet him. Yeah, I'll call him up. We'll have a, we'll have lunch or something. Oh, Shit. there we go. <laughs> Dial him up, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, I know of Nick Frost, okay? Jesus. Oh, man. I've seen his, hey, I've seen his flicks, okay? Ah, oh, you broke my heart right here. <laughs> well, yeah, he's been in a few movies that we might know of. Uh, one of the most uh, known ones where we first kind of meet him is uh, Shaun of the Dead. Of course. Yep. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's a trilogy with uh, Hot Fuzz, The World's End. He was also on... Paul, which I thought was uh, linked with those, but he's they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Attack the Block. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's been in some good movies there. Uh, you know, I like him on all those movies. Yep. All right. And uh, I'm saving this one for last, but last but not least at all is a horror legend, Caroline Williams. There you go. Yes. And uh, Paul's like, yes, I know who that is. And she's uh, been, the one that I know her from uh, most is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. She played Stretch. She was oh, a DJ right there. There you go. Yep. So that one was a good one. And on that one, she's uh, got the guy that's got the hots for her that, that was at the station. Ends up uh, where that guy uh, loses his face. Mm -hmm. And then uh, <laughs> Leatherface puts his face on her face. <laughs> yeah. So, that was uh, a good scene. Yeah, that was good. 
Uh, she's also been on Hatchet 3, Halloween 2 from 2009. Uh, oh, Rob Zombies? Rob Zombies. Uh, Stepfather 2. And she's coming up on the upcoming Renfield. Oh, nice. Yes. So uh, I know I'm, Wolfman's going to go see that. Yeah, I'm going to for sure see that. But, uh, I mean, she's been on a ton more stuff than that. But, uh yeah, definitely. Those were the noteworthy ones, huh? Well, yeah, for me. Yeah, I you mean, just don't want to go on for the another hour and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half. Let me just keep going. I mean, this recording's already gotten kind of long, you know what I'm saying? Ah, there we go. So uh, that's it for the birthdays. That's it. Happy birthday, fuckers. All right. Happy birthday, fuckers. All right. And uh, one bit of sad news. We have an obit one more time. Obituary. Uh, always sad when we have to mention these ones. But, uh, you know, got to do what we got to do. And uh, so long to Lance Reddick. He was on American Horror Story's Papa Legba, Resident Evil series, and Don't Say a Word. But he's been on a ton of stuff. He's oh, tons voiceovers. of Voiceovers. That's the thing. If you don't recognize him by looking at him, which I'm sure you would because he's been in like a lot of like live action shit. Like As soon as he starts talking, you'll be like, holy shit, I know that guy from somewhere. Huh. He's been in a lot of like fucking uh, animated stuff, video games. All the stuff that Paul watches. Ah, you're the one with the animated shit, well, dude. Well, I don't know, but those animated ones, that, that might be Paul. Maybe. And especially the games. The games, for sure. Like, I remember him in a ton, dude. Yeah, me so and that's Paul, sad. Yeah, I mean, uh, me and Chainsaw Paul, we share a Voodoo account, and uh, I got The Wire there. I haven't watched it yet, but he's a prominent on that one. Yeah. One of these days, I'll start watching that, too. Yep. Uh, yeah, and uh, I recognize him from uh, a long way back, like in the mid-90s to late-90s. He was on uh, the show Oz on HBO. Oh, yeah. Just uh, for a couple episodes, he was an undercover cop. That oh, was in shit. There. He got strung up on drugs at the end. I haven't seen that since they were airing, dude, so I didn't remember at all. I know you, you got him, so I do want to go back and watch him, but... Yep, but he was on there. Uh, damn. Yeah, he's going to be missed, man. Yeah, so great actor, uh, you know. We're holding up our Paps Blue Ribbons to him. Yep. And uh, clanking him. Clank, clank, clank. Yep. And uh, so long, farewell, and thanks for the memories. All right, Cripsters. Here's a word from our good buddy and rapper of the millennium, Poltergeist OD. I'm Poltergeist, and I make inappropriate songs about horror movies. So basically, I just came to see some naked D's and A's for free. Take a peek. Twelve vacancies, twelve bodies, mother pray for me. I might go psycho occasionally. One body, too many pray for me, cause we all go a little mad sometimes. Lord of the dead, Lord of the dead. You can wake up in the coroner's bed. This is the hour for mourning and dread. Drain all the blood that was stored in his head. All of the apologies that you can muster from your dread won't protect you on your bed. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. This is not a dream, baby. This ain't Halloween, baby. When I'm on the scene, this is what we call a scream, baby. Subscribe on YouTube at Poltergeist OD. Follow me on Instagram and the Slasher app at Poltergeist underscore OD. All right. So, yeah, Cripsters, go check them out. Check that out. The night of the fall is finally here for Chris, Cindy, and JC. It's going to be the best night of their lives. But tonight is also the night of the creeps. From a world 
unknown comes a nightmare unimagined. First, they are under you, around you, on you, and then inside you. They get into your mouth, and you walk around while they incubate, even if you're dead. They are a new breed of terror. They are a different kind of horror. Zombies, exploding heads, creepy crawlies. We could have a little problem. The creeps are taking over. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. You have never had a night like this. Night of the Creeps. If you scream, you're dead. It's time for the main attraction. What are we talking about tonight? Night of the Creeps from 1986. Directed by Fred Decker. Starring Jason Lively as Chris. Tom Atkins as Ray Cameron, Steve Marshall as JC, Jill Whitlow as Cindy, don't call me Cynthia, Cronenberg, Alan Kayser as Brad, or the Bradster. The Bradster, dude. Huh. There's uh, Ken Heron as Johnny, Johnny come lately. Johnny be good. There's Alice Cadogan as Pam. And uh, that's it, folks. There's uh, other names that I could name, but there's too many. Um, and the, the cool part about this film is most of the characters are named uh, from the horror genre, from directors and so on and so forth. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, Fred Decker got a lot of inspiration, dude, and he wanted to pay homage to a lot of that. So he named the characters after a lot of directors and shit and throughout the horror scene. Yeah, even the uh, university is called Corman University. From Roger Corman, of course. Yeah, and there's uh, Ray Cameron, James Cameron. Yep. Yep, from the Terminator. Yep. Uh, and the uh, Alien films. Uh, there's uh, Chris Romero. George Romero, I mean, come on. Yeah, George Romero. The uh, father of all zombies. There's He uh, fathered all the zombies? Yes, he did, somehow. <laughs> he brought them back to life. We know how what kind of seed he used. Ah, oh, Jesus, let's not get into that. <laughs> There's a uh, J.C. Hooper. Now Wolfman, he was uh, he was actually wondering this because I was like, oh, it's John Carpenter Hooper. Come on, he's like, I don't think it is John. So you think that in the movie they say something else? I think they call him a different thing. Like I think it's like, uh, like James. Juan or no, I think it's James. James. James Carpenter Hooper. I think that's probably a little bit better because it's not so on the nose, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we'll see. Like, uh, well, we can rewatch it, and then uh, one of us is going to owe the other a Paps Blue Ribbon. Okay, okay. I'm down. And then I'll be uh, with my face all, like, sadness when I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to win it. I'm going to win the bet. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on, there's uh, also uh, Cynthia Cronenberg from The Fly and other movies. And we just mentioned his birthday recently as yeah, well. Yeah, we did. <laughs> There's uh, Detective Landis. John Landis. John Landis, American Werewolf in London. Yep. It's the second episode that I recorded with you. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, I can remember stuff once in a while. Yeah. 
I forgot we did that movie. <laughs> We're both getting old. <laughs> All right. There's uh, Sergeant Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, Evil Dead. Maybe they named it after his brother. He's been in quite a few oh, it could movies. Could be Ted. Yeah, Ted Raimi. Could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, there was a cat. His name was, his name was Gordon. And uh, this one's a dispute. It was either named after a Gordon, which was a producer, but I think he was named after Stuart Gordon, which is a director from The Reanimator. Nah, you probably really think it was Gordon Shumway, dude. Yeah, Alf. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's more That's more your style. Yes. <laughs> I uh, watched the show and the uh, cartoon back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. I did too, but it was back in the day. Huh. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> that's for you. Oh, well, yeah, that was for me. Now, I was trying to joke on you, but it came right back at me. <laughs> came right back at you. <laughs> like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, it's, anyway. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into this shit. Give me the old IMDb synopsis, Wolfman. Ah, the old IMDb. That's all, folks. IMDb synopsis. Wolfman's losing his goddamn mind over here. Losing? It's already lost. It's lost. It's way out there. Out in the desert with our other co-hosts in the past. Yes. <laughs> out in the pasture. Yes. <laughs> it's like I see it. I, I, I go by and pet it once in a while and say it was a good brain. Jesus. Wolfman knows how to kill a joke. <laughs> I am known for that. <laughs> all right. 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 So uh, this one is written by Crow Steve at Hotmail.com. This one says... In 1959, an alien experiment crashes to Earth and infects a fraternity member. They freeze the body. But in the modern day, two geeks pledging a fraternity accidentally thaw the corpse, which proceeds to infect the campus with parasites that transform their host into killer zombies. Oh, I'm out of there, dude. I can't watch this movie. It's too scary. It's scary. Out for a second there, it sounded like you were losing steam while you were reading, but then you brought it back, dude. You pumped it up. I, I always, I have to do that. I have to make it dramatic for yeah. the Cripsters and for myself. Yeah, when I was editing our uh, Critters Two episode, like you're reading the, the synopsis and like, Man, this guy's fucking, he's getting winded. <laughs> you're like, ah, no, 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 shit. it was, it was uh, one of the reviews. I was like, wow, he's. He found, sounds like he's going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have did that one. <laughs> yeah, I got to read these before going to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, like we, like uh, I mentioned before, we are redoing this movie, this review. Yes. We, we did it before. Yes. Wolfman wasn't with me. No, but I was a fan back then. So. Yep, yep, yep. You're not now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I turned my uh, fan uh, credentials away and yes. into the garbage. Yes. So uh, it's actually gonna be pretty cool to talk to you to talk to you about this. Yes, uh, let's see how it goes. All right, I know, right? Let's not <laughs> fucking uh, make any promises over here. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh man, we should have kept that original. I know. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Get Mallory on here instead. Yes. <laughs> no, Good old I, Mallory Malice. I really wanted to do this one again because this is one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. What does make this one of your favorite movies? Dude, it was like right around where I started getting over the whole zombie thing, and it was just I, I got I got into it. I watched it. I'm like, this movie's fucking fun. And then you know, it's like the whole fucking '80s thing. It's like so '80s. I love it. 
Did you watch it like when you were a kid or when you were like a teenager? I think I was a teenager, but like, you know, a younger teenager. Huh. I may have caught it on like USA or something when it was playing when I was a kid, but I don't really remember. And that's how uh, most folks did catch it was like uh, either on cable or uh, renting it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw it. It was it was probably on. Yeah. Like fucking. I don't think I rented it the first time. So it was probably on like one of the cable channels. And it, I think that's how I caught it, too. But it's like I don't have I didn't have cable growing up, but uh, probably at somebody's neighbor's house. house. Yeah. You're standing <laughs> out in their yard just. Oh, what movie is that? No sound. <laughs> yes. But it was still awesome. Yes. I was out there, you know, like I, I popped my own microwave popcorn and then went over there. Yeah. <laughs> I told him, hey, I'll share if you let me just keep watching this. Yeah. You don't, but, like, you don't even have to turn it up. No. And then they close the curtains on me, those bastards. Ah, damn it. Uh, just shake your fist. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. They would, yeah. you know. It's just stuff. one of those movies, man. Every time I watch it, I just have a fucking blast. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie and it's, it's uh, rewatchable. It is. I don't even know how many times I've seen it. Yep. And, and uh, I'll continue to watch it, dude. I'm, I'm ready to watch it again. I think one of the most thing, uh, the thing that makes it most rewatchable, besides it being awesome on, on so many different levels, is uh, Tom Atkins. Yep. Yeah, he's on there. And I think for me, it's like it's one of his for me, it's his best role. It's the one that's most memorable. And uh, the for me, I love this role the most is, is uh, the way he acts. On here, uh, his character, where it's it's a flawed character. Um, his fucking one-liners, dude. His one-liners. Miller time. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yep. Um, just lovable. And then, like I said, he's kind of like those uh, lovable losers where, like, shit happened to him in his life. Mm-hmm. But uh, he becomes a hero at the end, even though it's, a, you know, an unlikely hero. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this might be my favorite of his roles, too. Although I do love him in The Fog and Halloween 3. Oh, yeah. So those, it's kind of hard to decide, you know. But I, I do love him in this movie. Yep. So uh, the other characters are pretty cool, too. I think the casting was done very well, man. Like, yeah. everybody's so fucking likable. And, like, mm-hmm. even, like, Brad, the fucking douchebag, like, I couldn't imagine anybody else playing him. I know. I, I, Paul fell in love watching him. I saw hearts in his yeah, eyes. Just, oh, I'm like, oh, Paul, that guy's an asshole. And Paul's like, I don't fucking care. I, I love care. the guy. I love him. Look at his hair. Yes. He's so 80s. Yeah, I was like, God damn it. I was like, that that uh, that hair is like super like like bright yellow. <laughs> that it, popped collar and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Paul's like, oh, to go back in time into the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I did mention that. I was like, if time travel was real, I'd totally go back to the goddamn 80s. And he'd be there in the movie. Oh, I would try. <laughs> At least, you know, I'd be there while they're filming it, sneaking in somewhere I'm behind <laughs> a bush. You'd be uh, hiding under the den mother's house. Yes, exactly. Getting freaked out that there's a zombie yeah, in there. What am I, there's a fucking zombie in here? <laughs> oh, well, I'm in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, such a great fucking flick, dude. Classic, classic, classic. I don't know anybody that doesn't like this fucking movie. Until now. Ah, nah, I mentioned I liked it. Yeah, you did. I thought maybe you forgot, you know, in your olden age. Yes. Nah, I thought, I guess, I guess in a different movie popped into my head. Yep, yep, yep. I, I know uh, when we first recorded the review for this movie, I don't know, I don't really remember what episode number it was, but it doesn't exist. So who gives a shit? Uh, Steve liked it a lot too. Like, it was his first time watching, and he was like, mm-hmm. dude. I'm so glad that you fucking told me about this movie. I would have never even thought to watch it. He's yeah. like, I ain't never even heard of it. Yeah, you know, from last I heard, I think he watches it every day, every yeah, single day. Every single day since then. 
Now, I did see Fred Decker's other movie, like, when I was a kid, Monster Squad. Okay. And, you know, I fell in love with that movie. I, we talked about that movie a lot on the episode, and that one does exist. So, like I said before, you want to listen to that, go back and listen to that. But It does get referenced in the movie as well, it, and it in does. the graffiti. It does. Like, he, you could tell that Fred, he, he loved that shit, too. Like, you said that he wrote it, but didn't film yeah, it yet, right? It was, yeah, this was, uh, Night of the Creeps was his first film. Yeah. So uh, he already wrote uh, the Monster Squad, and that one came out after. Yeah, see, and he and he had so much love for that, even just the script that he put it in, the nods to it. It's cool. Yep, and that graffiti it says "Go Monster Squad." Yep, I think that might even have been why I watched Night of the Creeps is when I found out that he did it. That probably was what happened. I was like, like, "It's got to be good." Monster Squad's the shit. Ha! Huh. You would have known, but you watched Monster Squad. And that's what led you to Night of the Creeps. <laughs> yeah, it's not scary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. I would like to talk about Monster Squad with you, too. We don't have to record it, but. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, right after we're done recording this, you're going to just talk about that. And I'll be like, uh, Paul, I'm, 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 I'm trying to leave. Uh, <laughs> I think, like, Paul's going to be. Uh, just like hold, like not letting me go. I'm gonna be I'm like, no, we're out. talking fucking monster cross to dress down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's hulking just, out and yes. shit. Hulk. Uh, lifting uh, my the back of my car where the tire with the tires are just spinning in in the air. I'm yes. not able to go anywhere. Yes. I was like, all right, you win. But anyway, so what about you, Wolf Man? Nah, I, I love the movie. Uh, the cool stuff is also the uh, the dynamic between the friends mm-hmm. with uh, JC and Chris that, uh, you know, they're good buddies. So that's cool. Like, they're kind of the outcasts right there. Kind of, you know, the nerds. Yeah. Which, you know, we got love for the nerds. Nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we are nerds. Yeah, I am. Uh, so, yeah, they're there. And uh, it's crazy. Like, Paul, we we're watching the movie and Paul's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, the JC, he'd be the guy that's getting all the girls, and uh, you know, uh, he would, dude. All that confidence, holy shit, dude! I wish I was like that when I was younger. Yeah, and uh, and Chris right there, he'd be just the guy left out in the in the in the in the rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the the movie wants to make you think like Chris is the more attractive guy, you know. JC's always like, dude, I don't know why you don't get chicks and all this and that, but in real life, dude. JC would be the guy getting the goddamn chicks. All that confidence, he just drips it. Ha, he oozes that machismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so uh, that's cool. But like he says uh, in the movie, he's like, yeah, you know why I'm helping doing this stuff right there? Because I, I care that you're happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, it's not like I'm going to get laid. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not ever going to get laid. But I'm like, why? 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 Memo wouldn't give you a good laid. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, well, maybe Chainsaw Paul would. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, you know, that's the dynamic between them, good buddies. Um, so who wouldn't like uh, a friend like J.C. Hooper? He's like the the number one wingman, dude. A wingman. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Some kind of like superhero or something? Yes, and we got a picture of uh, J.C. right there. Yeah, he's got a cape and everything. Yes, that'd be dope, dude. You should draw that. <laughs> we'll just add that on right there. We're gonna get a picture for the movie and just draw a cape on him. Yeah, yeah, you know, because that looks well, like. I mean, a, you know how to draw. You're yeah, pretty good. Yeah, well, I don't know, but like on a you know computer. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe we'll I'll just, have Aiden do it. He's yeah, good at that. Maybe shit. maybe it's kind of like drawing a mustache. We on, should do on a whole picture. comic book series, dude. Oh, that reminds me of how we were talking. 
Like, dude, I don't know if this exists, so if you Cripsters do know that it does, and you can fucking tell me how dumb I am. You know, I haven't looked it up. It was just a thought just a little while ago when we were talking about oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, that'd be so cool if there was, like, a comic book series of Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps, like, mashed together, where the Monster Squad goes after the fucking zombies and the leeches and shit. That'd be dope as fuck. Well, maybe it does exist, but and then I was kind of killing Paul's dreams. I was like, I think the leeches would win. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know, man. Fucking Monster Squad rules, dude. Huh. They well, kicked. They kicked all those monsters' asses. I know, but the only thing that they were, that those leeches were, uh, you know, like uh, that killed them was was the the fire, the flames. Yeah, that's true. You know, and then uh, who's afraid of flames, and who's part of the monster squad? Uh, Frank. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> you know Frankenstein's monster. Yep. The human monster squad would be able to. Yeah. Well, them. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is the monster squad, dude. <laughs> all right. So have you seen the movie? It's been a long time, buddy. <laughs> it's been a long time. All right, man. All right. Well, let's get into it more. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's that. There's uh, Cynthia, the dream girl of the uh, the movie. Well, the first time that uh, Chris sees her, it looks like uh, he just, like, lost his mind. Like, yeah. He he's just, just there looking all blank face. He falls, like, head over heels. Love at first sight kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's like me when I see a uh, like a, a Big Mac, you know, <laughs> right in front of me. This little uh, cardboard case just pop open. I'm yeah. like, oh, look at that! Your heart starts fucking beating faster and pounding, and you realize that it's probably all the big, the fucking Big Macs you eat. And yeah, like, oh, it's, a, it's it's. I'm like, I call name one. I'm having a Big Mac attack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send someone right over, sir. <laughs> They're like, this is a common occurrence, folks. Yes. Like, don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on, and uh, there is a little bit of nudity with her that comes up later on too. That's and Memo's favorite part. If you guys haven't noticed, he does, those are always <laughs> his favorite parts. Well, hers wasn't even that long of a scene, nah, and you didn't even remember. You had to ask me. No, I was, I was like, like yeah, "Hey, did like she it, get nude on this thing or not?" Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, for like a real quick nip slip." Yeah, yeah you know, it's it's eighty, so you and to me, it looked like she didn't really want to do that scene, so it looked a little uncomfortable for her. But yeah, it was quick. They probably offered her a, a, a thrifty's ice cream that used to be big back in the eighties. That was more of they offered her a role in a movie. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I would have done it for an ice cream. Yeah, me too. I'll, <laughs> I'll slip my nip for whatever, dude. I don't care. <laughs> hey, Paul, here's a dollar. Oh, here you go. Oh <laughs> yeah, money right. shot. All right. Oh, yeah, the Bradster. I the forgot Bradster. about the Bradster. God damn. That jerk. How could you forget? Well, I mean, we we already started talking about it. I know, right? him, And then you switched over to somebody else. It's like you want to just, like, ignore Brad, dude. What did he do to you? Yeah, well, that's how we go around in, in the crypt right here. Like, you know, we flop over this way, that way. You know, you like flop over after too many Big Macs. Yeah, like a dying, <laughs> like a dying fish out of water. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Bradster. Yeah, what can we say about that? Paul uh, already mentioned a few things about him, but yeah, he's basically the uh, Jack Jerk that yeah. is the leader of the uh, what the Betas. Yeah, you know the 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 Alphas, the Alpha Betas, the Betas. Yep, all that you know. Yeah, all the Greek alphabet right there. It's all Greek to me, like Chris says. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, no, Brad is uh, in the beginning of the movie, like for the I guess like the first half or so, he's uh, he's uh, Cindy's boyfriend. And then like he Cindy sees him being a fucking jerk to the guys and all that. And it's like, you know, what? fuck you. In the beginning of the movie, we it's in outer space. 
Yeah, I didn't even see the pigs in space. I should have put thing like from a, the Muppets. a space thing on here huh? on the soundboard. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, well, that's way too much planning. I know. What do you think we are, planners here? What do you think we are, some kind of professional podcast now? Huh? <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, they're in outer space. We see these uh, little aliens that are, you know, like short and stout. Uh, and they're uh, groovy all about. Groovy all about. Yeah. So they're running. They're running. They're chasing another one of the aliens, and he's got a canister in his hand. So it's like uh, the canister is full of an experiment with with uh, the alien uh, those leeches. Mm-hmm. The uh, the things that look like uh, they're like black alien space lugs. Yep. And this is where some of uh, uh, Fred Decker's inspiration comes from. He was really inspired by the movie Shivers. And that has to do with fucking, like, slugs. Yep. And then there's another movie later on in life called Slither that has to do with slugs as well. Yeah. That's a great fucking movie. All, uh, both of those, I thought, yeah, were good they movies. Were. We, we should do, like, a little double feature, dude, of both of those. All right. Well, yeah, I'm down. We can see what we can do that one day. All right. One, yeah. of the, one of these years. One of these fucking years next year. <laughs> and Chainsaw Paul will be back at that point. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, that's going on. They're they're chasing the guy down, and what's crazy is when I uh, quite a few times that I watched the movie, I didn't notice until I heard on the DVD features or, or Blu-ray. I don't remember, but uh, that alien that they're chasing, he's got he's got those pale blue eyes. Yeah, so he's already infected. Yeah, see, that was one thing that I didn't know for a long time, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I did because I didn't really pay. I guess I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he's a fucking infected like zombie, zombie. alien thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, holy shit, that's why he shoved it out of the fucking the hole into space. Yep. And what's crazy is it gets, you know, like he he they try to get him, but then he goes through this corridor, it shuts on him. They can't get in in, in time for it to stop him because they're like, we got no matter what, we got to stop this guy. And uh, yeah, he uh, that canister gets shot out into space, floating away at, a, you know, less than a mile per hour. But that spaceship can't catch up to it. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, let's not try to make sense out of this shit. <laughs> I think maybe that other alien's head exploded and then the leeches got into the rest of the crew. Yeah, probably. That's what happened. That fixes the story. There yeah, but go. then uh, if we jump to the end of the movie, then that doesn't make that's, sense. That's a different spaceship and a different crew. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they, they thought they didn't exist no more and let's, then they're like, oh, try, shit. Let's not try to use logic. It'll ruin the whole experience. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me, let me go back to fantasy land. <laughs> yes. All right, so yeah, that that goes on, and then uh, we see uh, there's a scene from uh, 1959. So uh, there there's a scene where uh, they're over in the uh, sorority, and they're getting there's the girls getting ready. One of them's like you know getting ready for her date. The one of them's on the phone, and she's talking to Muffy. What kind of a name is Muffy? A uh, 50s name, I guess. Yeah. Muffy. Kind of name that Paul Muffy, goes for. Buffy, Fluffy. <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, she's talking and she's like, "Oh yeah, she got you know, she's not with Ray no more. Uh, he he's a loser. He's he's gonna be a cop. There's no future in that. There's no future in police work. Yeah, and I'm like, I disagree. Yeah, you know, um, which he becomes a detective later on. But that's for uh, later on. <laughs> but right now he's just he's it's his first day on the job. Yes. So is uh, it his first day? Nah, I don't know, but you know, for in my <laughs> oh, mind, it's you're, his you're first making day. a whole other backstory for his character. Yeah, okay, it's, his, it's his first day, and that's that's she dumps him right there. Like he was in the police academy, she said, "Nah, screw you." Yeah, she didn't think that he was going to make it through police academy, and he finally did. Yeah, Mahoney so like, oh, graduated you know, him. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. She's like, you know what? Uh, he actually did. Uh, nah, I'm not doing this. It's over. Yeah, so uh, instead we see that she's uh, she's got a new boyfriend, uh, which is the Johnny Come Lately guy. Johnny. Johnny. The yep. jock. Yep. He's uh, one of the betas. Yeah. Dressed with his, uh, you know, little B or whatever. What? Uh, did he have a B on his jacket? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Isn't that what a beta is? Yes. Yeah, he had a bee on his oh, jacket. Yeah. Okay, he was a beta. I'm not talking about a bee that's a flying bee that'll make honey. I'm talking about the that's letter B. That's what I thought at first. I think I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this uh, part of the episode is brought to you by the letter B. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, they uh, they go out to, uh, what was it, like uh, Makeout Point, even though it's called something else. And they're just parked right there. And then you, uh, when Brad was going to, I mean, when uh, when J- uh, Johnny was going to go pick her up, you heard some kind of newscast on the uh, radio mm-hmm. and he shuts it off before all the stuff was saying. But it was basically saying that there's a guy that escaped from the insane asylum and he has an axe and he's very dangerous. But before they can say all that, he snaps the uh, radio off. So uh, for this guy being the winner, it's like something important coming up and he turns off that news. Yeah. What an idiot. So, uh, Could have saved your guys' lives. I know. So he gets We would have had no movie. To me, he gets what's coming to him. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but not quite. That's what Pam gets as well. Yeah. For ditching our dude, Ray. Yeah. So, yeah, they're at the makeout point, And then she's all, like, wishing on a star and being all, like, romantic, supposedly. And then who comes over? There's a police officer trying to warn him. Who is that police officer? Her ex-flame. Ray, and he's trying to. He tells him like, "Hey, uh, there's a madman," and then he sees who's there, and he's like, "Well, like he's all brokenhearted, like looking at her, and he can barely say what he wants to say." And he just tells her, "Just, just, just go, just go home." Um, I felt really bad for him, man. Wouldn't even know that was him at that time, but still, yeah. But you could tell his heart was broken. Yeah, seeing her I'm again. like, man, I've been through that shit uh, numerous times. I huh? mean, not that exact. Scenario, but <laughs> yeah, you know, Paul was a cop at some point. I don't know when, but uh, yeah. maybe for like a minute in his dreams, maybe. So, yeah, that's what happened. Like, he uh, you know, he says that, then he goes off all like you know, crying in the bushes because we don't see him, he, you know, and then uh, they stay there like dummies. And uh, she was like, Hey, what is the brightest star? And then uh, we see up in, in the uh, sky, in the night sky. Uh, there is a uh, bright, it looks like a shooting star coming down, mm-hmm. but it's basically the canister full of those uh, space leeches or uh, slugs. So that goes down and crashes. He's like, hey, let's go follow that star. Oh, uh, yeah, as, as one would do. Yeah, you know, smart Johnny. So uh, yeah. there I mean, goes. That, and that was a nod to the whole, like, uh, 50s sci-fi movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was in black and white. Yeah, that which, whole scene, that flashback scene was in black and white. So I thought that was a good touch. Yeah, it's cool. So uh, they go driving over there. Uh, he was like, wait right here. I'll be right back. Well, not those same exact words, but you know what happens. <laughs> Memo paraphrasing again. Yeah, so uh, he goes off into, uh, you know, looking for it, trying to be all cool, but and then he makes her stay there, which she could have went with him, but, you know, he was smart and told her to stay back because he didn't know about the goddamn axe murderer, like, yep. you know, lurking. Uh, she puts the radio on while he's away, and he's looking uh, through the woods, scrounging through stuff. Ends up where uh, he ends up uh, getting to the canister and uh, the slugs get into him. So he's a goner. 
and uh, we uh, go back to where the car is at. She has the radio on, and she's hearing uh, some stuff that's disturbing to her, which is the the news that he clicked off, mm-hmm. which was, hey, there's a maniac, and he's an axe-wielding maniac, and he's in your area where yeah. she's at. She's like, hey, I'm on that road. Uh-oh. I'm uh, towards <laughs> yeah, that college that he's going towards. Things are starting to click in her, in her head. She's like, oh, 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 shit. She's like, oh, fuck. So so she's there, and then she's, she's trying to have uh, Johnny come back. She's like, I'll let you fondle my breast. <laughs> and then if he did come back, she'd have been like, ha ha, I tricked you, a tricked chicken you. breast. Let's, let's get out of here. Like, I got some KFC in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, so uh, like Paul was saying, uh, in the background, we see that axe murderer coming behind her where she cannot see. So he's sneaking up all slow, all happy with his axe. Yeah, we see the uh, axe go back and like full force go right towards her neck. Yep, that was that was awesome how they did that, dude. Like, yeah, and then it just cuts before it gets to uh, yeah. the neck. You're like, oh, shit. And then we see the title, Night of the Creeps. Yes. And it is in the... F- present which was uh back then in the 80s yes. so it's the in the present, past for us now. present day 1986 no. <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh that's what's going on that uh, we see uh our our homies uh chris and jc and they're uh you know they got all the sorority and the fraternity shit going on over in the university so they're just there checking things out scooping what's up and that's when uh he spots uh cindy which was uh, Chris, he spots Cindy, and he's like, oh, my God, this is the love of my life. Yes. I'm going to marry that girl. Yeah, I don't know what her name is, but that's uh, that's it for me. He, so uh, he's his friend's like, hey, uh, why don't you go over there and uh, talk to her? He's like, nah, I can't do that. I can't do that. And then he starts yelling at her, hey, Tuts, what's your name? <laughs> yeah, which was, uh, that was what uh, JC was uh, going. Yeah. So I'm like, man, uh, how would he get someone to actually respond to that? But maybe I'm a nerd. Maybe he shouldn't what, have called her Toots. Yeah, if he didn't say Toots, <laughs> that, that would have been an issue. Like, oh, let me let me talk to this guy. Yeah, I'll go over and talk to that guy. So um, yeah, so she goes inside and he's like, ah, she's going inside into the the beta house. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like, ah, she's going into the beta house, and he's like, that, that bitch. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they so they end up going in there because they're like, ah, well, we got to follow her. We're you know we got to be uh, creeping in the background. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go in there, and then he's wanting to find out stuff. He's like, ah, she's got a boyfriend, old unibrow over there, which wasn't her boyfriend. It was some other dude. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, you know, with the, uh, wait, wait, how how's he, when you meet up Steve, what's he do? Oh, yeah, he's got to do that fucking pumping out the. The shoulders. Shoulders and the chest. Yep. That was his, that was his fucking, that's his move, dude. Yeah, you know Steve's in the building when he does that. Yeah, old unibrow. <laughs> I don't know how anybody thought that was okay. It was the 80s. Ah, even then, dude, it's just ugly. Yeah, it was the 80s. We had fur everywhere, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't say where. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, uh, so he he goes over, uh, which was, uh, I mean, JC goes over there and tricks him. He's like, hey, you got a phone call over here. Uh, they're asking for Steve. So he's like, really? Oh, thanks, dude. So he walks off. So he gets rid of him. And he's like, hey, uh, I wanna, what's, what's your name? And so he finds out, you know, that her name's Cindy. He's like, oh, okay, Cynthia, I don't got much time. So uh, I got, do you see that cute guy over there? And then he points over to, to uh, his buddy, Chris. And he's like, ah, shit. He, turn, yeah. he, he, like smack, he turns around with his beer in his hand. And he smacks into some other dude looking like the biggest nerd ever. <laughs> uh, you know, not cool at all, not smooth at all. <laughs> And then he's like, well, like, I'm, I'm his agent. So, uh, you know, he's a free agent at the moment. And, uh, you know, he's got eyes for you. 
what can I say? You know? So, uh, you know, she makes, he makes them the, the offer and, uh, it ends up being where like, uh, before everything could happen, uh, here comes Steve back all pissed off. Like, Hey, that wasn't anybody asking for me. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, He's like, uh, well, uh, you know what, uh, you know, what's your name again? Was it a uh, Biff? Uh, Biff. You know, some some kind of uh, weird name like that. He's like, no. So he's like, oh, well, uh, okay, well, you know, he makes some kind of joke about his handicap, which uh, wasn't funny to me and Paul. No. But uh, it was like, okay, you know, he's trying to get out of there, which he does. He's like, okay, let me just slip on back. Uh, so later on, he does, you know, talk to. Uh, Chris and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, like he found out her, her name. Uh, you know, he's like, well, I found out some information for you, and he's like, I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm, he's like, hey, look at me. He's like, I got, I got these crutches, and uh, no one's gonna go for me. I'm not gonna get laid here. I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. He goes like, hey, did she say if she has a boyfriend or not? And he's like, uh, she didn't say, but I don't think so. But I mean, she fucking told him that she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's uh, I guess uh. JC's laying the old trap there for his buddy there. Moving on down the line, we find out that she does have a boyfriend named uh, Brad, the Bradster. And he's a jerk. Yeah, he's pretty much like the leader of the the betas and shit, you know, that the number one jock. Yep. So, uh, you know, he does. uh, He's, you know, the boyfriend. And then uh, we're going to move on forward again. I'm like, let's go to the forward part. And uh, what? kind of uh, puts a stake through the heart of the relationship between the Bradster and Cindy was uh, that uh, JC was over there and he pissed Brad off and he pushes him down. Yeah, it's like, you're gonna, the ground. Yeah, you're going to push a guy down in, when he has crutches. And so uh, that was it for that. You know, that 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 was it. That They're was done. the straw, dude. Yeah, that was done. And then uh, he, he doesn't see that he did anything wrong and. She's pissed off at him. Hey, babe, like, what's wrong? Yeah, what's wrong here? It's just me. It's the Bradster. Bring the Bradster. (laughs) And she goes, bam. She, like, puts up her hand that's uh, clenched clenched fist. And she starts uh, uh, rolling with her other hand, like, if there's a lever. And boom, she flips him the bird. (laughs) Dude, also in that scene, and I I told this whole thing, I'm like, I love how Brad has a guy that holds his sunglasses for him. Yeah, <laughs> he, re- he he reaches his hand out. The guy puts him in his hand. He puts him on, and they walk away. Like, yeah, dude, even, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Even uh, Chainsaw Paul doesn't make that the Wolfman do that. No, thing. no, I might though. Yeah, you I might know, start having. I'm gonna to have that. to. I'm gonna have to do that if I wore sunglasses. Yeah, but you got regular glasses, so I can I can hold those for you. I'll just have you like hold my wallet. Nope, can't do that either. Ah, damn it! <laughs> I almost tricked him. I could have got his Shit. riches. All right. Uh, there's a part where. Uh, they, uh, you know, Chris and JC, they had to, they try to get with in the betas. So they had to do a fraternity prank, which they made him go off and uh, to the morgue and get a body. And they're going to put it in one of the other uh, fraternities houses to scare the other folks. Um, so they go off and then they, they, they that's where we find that uh, what happened with Johnny from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's over there and he's frozen in uh, carbonite like in Star Wars. Uh, nah, yeah, well, right, next, right next to Han Solo. Yes, well, nah, it's not a carbonite, but he's just basically frozen body right there. Yes, so we can see his, uh, you know, everything. Nah, that's kind of t- that's not there. So <laughs> Memo wishes it was. 
Yeah, so so he's over there. Uh, they ended up like uh, going through. There was some guy that was punching his numbers, and uh, that didn't go through. He's trying to find the last number. JC goes there, hits the right number. Boom, they're in. So they go in there. They they thaw the guy out, and then uh, they get scared. Because yeah, because it like twitches. And yeah, moves. twitches, moves. They're like, holy shit, I thought he was dead. Let's yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So they go out. <laughs> yeah, they go out. And, yeah, they go out and uh, they were uh, called by the cops later. And they said when they were running, they were screaming like banshees. Yes. So, yeah, they run off. The, the reanimated corpse is there. And that's the corpse that had the, uh, the leeches from yeah, the beginning, from 59. Johnny. So uh, that uh, other guy that's like the scientist or the, uh, the uh, morgue guy. Goes over there afterwards and what the fuck's going on? There's a dead body on the floor. What's uh, boo boo? Come <laughs> yeah. over here. So yeah, he's on top of the uh, the the corpse like 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 we're trying to revive him, pumping his chest. No, he's not doing that. But <laughs> but he's on top of like what are, what the fuck? How did that get out there? And uh, while he's looking, that's when the leech uh, jumps up out of him and and into uh, the other dude. Yeah. So next time that we see the dude that uh, was a scientist. We see him walking the animated, like he's an animated corpse. There's some dude that looks that he's also a coroner there. And the uh, the body's right there. And he, it's got the Y incision uh, that that scientist ends up uh, walking off the uh, table as that other dude is eating a cannoli. Because I told Paul, that guy kind of looks like he could be a mafia guy. Yeah. Um, I think it was a cannoli. Yeah, I think he was from They're the... Uh, Twinkie. I think he was from the... Uh, he was filming on the, uh, the Godfather. Yeah, probably. Uh, so yeah, that guy starts walking. So it's cool. Like he's walking and then as he's walking out, uh, you see the, uh, the cop and he's like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he doesn't say nothing. He's like, that son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even say hi back. When the body goes missing, uh, Chris and JC get called over to the, uh, the police precinct. And that's when they get questioned. They're, they're questioned by Ray and he's got the janitor over with him mm-hmm. and he's talking to him he's like hey well like uh, on this night blah 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 we saw that you know like this guy over here he saw you guys running about 40 miles per hour screaming like banshees and uh you know like like was that you guys and he's like eh, well uh you know we went there but uh yeah like uh we couldn't go through with what was going on and you know they're trying to like mm-hmm. you know not say that they did stuff um so the, the the guy just kept laughing, like, oh, like, yeah. When they kept mentioning that he was screaming like banshees, he was having a good old time yeah, with the janitor. Because <laughs> um, uh, the cop's like, hey, like, uh, were you over there? Like, you know, running 40 miles per hour? And uh, JC's like, you forgot screaming like banshees. And he's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that. That was like the funniest thing he's ever heard. Yeah, it's funny because uh, that guy that he's laughing, that's kind of what happens to him. Yeah. He he sees yeah he sees the scientists when the scientists walking out before they they you know we see him on, on the part that Memo was mentioning and then he's like he starts <laughs> laughing to himself screaming like banshees and then fucking sees him starts screaming yeah That's did, pretty uh, good yeah so uh, yeah so he that guy's on the you know the the our our buddies are on that cops radar now yeah so later on uh, Johnny Zombie ends up going to the fraternity where uh, Cindy's at. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes there, and then Cindy sees him by the window, and she's you know freaking out because she sees the head explode with the leeches popping out. Yeah, and she didn't think no one's gonna you know believe her. Yeah, but uh, the whole reason why Johnny went to the sorority was because that's where his girlfriend Pam was. That's where she lived. She was a part of that sorority, and he even comes. If you notice, it's a real quick shot. 
But if you notice, right when she opens up the window and he's on the other side, he's got he's holding a little flower. Ah, and then I, he starts smiling at her, and that's when the fucking leeches start popping out of his head. Damn it, I'm gonna have to watch it again. I yeah, missed it. He's holding a little tiny flower. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Hold on, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh yeah, so she's freaking out, and then uh only two people that uh will be- that she thinks will believe her. Chris and JC. Yeah. because yeah, they're the weirdos. Yeah. I gotta believe this shit. Yeah, she can't tell uh, you know, the uh ex. No. Because he's an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole and talks shit. <laughs> yeah, so she goes over there, and then uh, when she, you know, they open the door, and Chris opens the door, he's like, oh, shit, like in his brain, he's like, my dream girl. And so he's like all flubbing everything, not sounding cool at all. And uh, she's like, uh, you know, she wants to talk about some stuff that's going on, and he's like, oh, can we go for a walk? So they're like, okay. So they're outside. Uh, it's uh, the three amigos right there. There's a, uh, because they, there's uh, Chris, JC, and Cindy, and she's telling him about what's going on. And uh, while she's telling them about the seeing those leeches and the reanimated corpse with zombies and stuff, there goes the, uh, you know, JC. When he hears it, he's going, so he, <laughs> I think that's a that's a chainsaw paw move. When he when you hear that story, yes. So uh, you know, afterwards, like uh, in JC's mind, he's like, all right, I'm gonna, there, you know, there. He's talking to her, cool, like. That's that's my that's my chance. He's like, let me get the fuck out of here, so uh, you know my buddy can have a you know his chance with his girl that of his dreams. So he's like, he makes up an excuse. He's like, ah, you know, I got to use the facilities. So he exits from from there where they're at, and uh, so you know they talk about it. And he's like, okay, well, like you know they're there, and uh, they're like, hey, like towards the end of their conversation, there's like, hey, where? Uh, Cindy's like, where's JC? He's like, oh, he probably he's, he'll be back. He's he's probably back at the dorm. Um, and that's not what happened. Like no. he ends up going to, he does actually use the facilities, but he is basically fucked. Yep. Yep. Oh man. This, this scene, I mean, it's cool and all, but it's fucking sad. Yeah. Dude. Cause it's one of our favorite characters from the movie. Yeah. I kind of feel like they like, I mean, we're going to talk to you about it right now, but I, I feel like they kind of killed him off too soon, dude. Ah, yeah. He should have been on part two, which never happened. It never happened, but at least more into the movie. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, using the restroom, and then he's seeing all the uh, the the craziness written on the stalls from the uh, you know the graffiti. Yep, with uh, different stuff. One of them. Uh, One's another nod to Monster Squad, right there. You see, uh, "Go Monster Squad" written on the wall. Yeah, and then there was one that says uh, "Straper Rules," which I was like, uh, "What's that, Paul?" And then he's like, "I don't know." Yeah, and I don't then know, I, I don't so I, so so Wolfman had to look it up. It's yes. like "Straper Rules." That graffiti was there was because there's a makeup artist named uh, Kyle Sweet, and uh, that's a nod to the relationship she had with her future husband, Striper Frontman Michael Sweet. There you go. Yeah, which so I didn't, it was a I band didn't. reference. Yeah, there we go. Because yeah. I was like, I thought it was just a made up thing. Yeah, I didn't know. So, so that's cool. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's there, you know, and he's basically like, you know, there is uh, crutches are on the ground. So it's going to be harder for him to get out of there because, uh, you know, in the 80s, we were jerks and we didn't have the bars to like, you know, lift yourself up. Yeah, and that would have saved his life. It would have. <laughs> God damn it. He could have been alive. If That's it... why we have that today, dude. Yes. It's because of this movie. Just yes. in case. Yes. You know, <laughs> you never know, folks. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like he's in there and then he sees uh, one of them, uh, the slugs fly by and he's like what the fuck is you know that well he doesn't say that but that's in his mind and uh so like he gets freaked out but he's kind of like screwed like i said those bars aren't there 
So he sees their matches there. He gets them from the ground. And because uh, he opens up like his stall that looked like, what the fuck's going on? And yeah. he sees the the janitor that was all like laughing at them before. And he became one of the animated corpse because the leeches got him. And he's, with, he's there on the ground with his head exploded with leeches coming out. Yep. So like, fuck. So he grabs the fire and, he, you know, the uh, the matches, he lights it up and uh, throws it on the ground. And uh, that the the leech just goes by, whizzes by, and boom, it hits the flames. And it's like, oh, like, yep, it's it just turns into a crispy critter. Yep. <laughs> so uh, That's good eating. Yeah. So uh, before, you know, like he can get out of there because it's going to be uh, a hard time getting out. Uh, one of those leeches go up his goes up his pant leg, so he's basically fucked. That's yep. it. He's done. He's done. So he falls on the floor. He's looking up. That's when we see that monster squad graffiti that you're talking about. And uh, then we see a leech go towards his mouth, and it's like, okay, he's done for. He's done. Yep. That's it. I'm like, God damn it, man. JC, fuck. Yeah, we 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 only knew you for a short time, but we loved you. Yeah. So. Yeah, the next uh, thing that we see is uh, Chris. He's back over at their room, and uh, it was after he was hanging out with Cindy, and he's got a tape there, and it was left by JC. Yeah, he was getting all gussied up, dude. Yeah. He had his tux on and everything. Yeah, he's ready for the fucking the dance, all that shit. Yeah, he's got it. he was going to go to the dance with his girl, his new yep, girl. His Cindy. new girl. So he plays the tape, and it's basically JC... And he's already infected. He's basically mm. dead. He's saying, "Hey, I I can't. I don't have a heartbeat. I'm basically like, uh, you know, cold, dead." Um, and he tells them, and then he's like, kind of, it's, it's kind of sad, but you know, it's kind of crazy. Was that like, you know, he was on crutches, couldn't walk on his own, and he's like, "I could walk." So it was yeah. kind of touching, but and sad. his voice is like it's deeper and like creepier. Yes. And it's like, holy shit, I was sad. Dude. And I was telling Paul, I was like, I don't, is that the same actor? And then it's like, we looked it up. It's like, yep, that's the same yeah. actor. I mean, to me, it still kind of sounded like him, but I wasn't sure if it, like 100%. But I'm like, why not, dude? All they had to do is just change yeah. it in the effects. Yeah, so it's basically he's he's warning his friend. He's like, hey, they, there's these the, those slugs. And they, they go into you in your body and they lay eggs in your brain. And it doesn't matter if you're alive or dead that you're going to walk and they're going to take over you. Yep. So uh, he warns him, and he's like, the only thing that will stop him is fire. So he, he ends up heading to the furnace downstairs is what he said. He's like, I'm going to go to the furnace, and uh, good luck with Cindy. Peace out, bitch. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Makes you want to cry. I know. And then uh, then we see Chris. He goes down with, a, you know, like checks things out. He goes to the furnace, and that's the last we see of JC. His yeah. body's right there on the ground, head busted open. Leeches there, but he killed those leeches that were inside him. Mm-hmm. Next thing we see is uh, Detective Ray, and he's in his house, and like he's been through a lot of shit, like you know from the stuff in the past, some weird stuff's been going on. He's had a dream too, where like he's uh, he's in the beach, and then he sees his uh, girlfriend that got hacked to death in the beginning of the movie, and uh, he sees her, she's okay coming out the water, and then um, he. You know, afterwards, he kind of flashes to, uh, like, the scene where they're over with the car. And then he's an older guy at that point, which was, you know, the you know his current state. And he sees that, uh, you know, that the, the dude's hacking her up. 
and he's got her hand in this in his hand, and then he 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 goes towards him, and it turns around. It's a uh, basically like a wasted away zombie. Yeah. So he wakes up like, oh shit! So that that's like uh, one flashback that he was having like a dream sequence, and uh, next thing we see after you know the stuff with uh, JC where he's done for, because uh, one of the references that uh, JC and Chris had with uh, Ray was Ray would uh, do all these snarky remarks all the time, which were cool. Yeah. And one of the th- uh, nicknames that he gave him was uh, Spanky and Alfalfa from Little Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, he gets a knock on the door, and it's funny because he's, well, not funny, but basically he's in in this house. Memo thought this part was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, look, he's trying to kill himself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so funny. Yeah, so he's got his door sealed up with uh, duct tape. And he's got the oven on, and he's ready to light stuff up. So, like, he, you know, blows up and commits suicide. Yeah. So he gets a knock on the door. He's like, fuck. Yeah. So I was, like, trying to do something here, and I always get interruptions. Damn it. So he gets up, takes off the tape so from the every door. Every time I try killing myself, it's one thing or another. Shit. Yeah, he's like, God damn it. Can I, can I just, uh, you know, <laughs> have some peace? So he opens the door, and they're like, oh, they got, they got alfalfa. And he's all sad crying. And he's like, oh, shit, like, you know, like, like he was ready to kill himself. And he's like, well, you see him get like his gun. He turns off the stuff. He's like, well, I guess I can't kill myself. I got to fix things. So the next scene, they go off into uh, get some, you know, he tells them what's going on about the slugs. He's like, so and he believes them because of everything that happened in his past and stuff that's been going on lately. Yeah. So some weird shits are brewing. Yeah. So he goes out. Took notice. Yeah. So he goes off to the area where the police get their artillery. And who's over behind the desk? Dick Miller, dude. Yeah, Dick of course, Miller. Of course, it's Dick Miller. He's yeah. in everything. Yeah, he's from everything. Uh, and they they reference it from uh, what Bucket of Blood was the name. Yeah, well, Walter. Yeah, Wal- Walter char- Paisley. Yeah, his character in this movie is named Walter. Yeah. And uh, the crazy thing is, man, Dick Miller, he never has any luck, man. No, he's dude. always with the artillery right there, just like on Terminator 2. Yep. He's a gun, he was a gun salesman there. He gets blown away by the Terminator. Here he's over there, you know, just trying to do his job. And uh, here comes uh, Tom Atkins pointing a damn uh, shotgun in his face. <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't have the requisite. Yeah, so. yeah he, has, he has for a flamethrower, and then they're kind of laughing about it. He goes, gets the flamethrower, and he's like, He's like, hey, all I need is that requisition form. He's like, well, you know, the funny thing is uh, I don't have one. And uh, and he's like, well, that's going to be a problem. He's like, well, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> well, he doesn't say that, but yeah. basically that. He put, he points the, the shotgun to his face like, yeah. <laughs> it could be a problem. But so I he, guess, he gets it. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. He's like, nah, just take the flame to where I want to <laughs> live. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, you know, just fucking take it. Yeah, they already killed me on Terminator. Yeah, because the next scene is they have it, so. <laughs> yeah. So they go off there. Uh, they go to the uh, the sorority, but before they get there, uh, who gets there? That that got reanimated by a dog that got. Wow, well, goddamn! I'm kill. I'm skipping all over the place. Yeah. So let me uh, go back a little bit more, Cripsters. There's a there's an important scene that happened. There's a den mother that's over at the sorority, and uh, there's she hears some knocking from underneath, and she has a dog. So ends up being where, like, after the knocking goes, there's an axe that cuts through the uh, the bottom of the floor. She was watching a horror movie at that same time. That that uh, reanimated corpse comes over. She's basically frozen in fear. And it goes over there, and it's our axe-wielding uh, murderer from the beginning of the movie. The uh, slugs got into that body, and uh, she's toast. The axe goes towards her face. She's done. 
the dog, uh, the the cops get there. She's all chopped, chopped up. The, they said, oh, the when the cops got there, the dog ran for its life. Um, and that, that axe-wielding maniac was nowhere to be found at that point. Um, they do end up catching up to that. Uh, Ray was there, and he's like, I killed you so, you know, so many years ago because he mentioned that to uh, to Chris. So, he, you know, he mentions that. He's like, uh, well, you shouldn't be telling me that you murdered somebody. So that's the point where, uh, you know, Ray was telling him, like, there's some weird stuff. I'm trying to figure it out. So now we can flash uh, forward. And uh, our friend, Brad, the Bradster. The Bradster. He was all, like, pissed off, like, drinking his booze on the side, all mad about, like, losing all, Cindy on yeah, the last all minute. all bummed and shit. And, you know, his world's crumbling. Yeah, so he's walking in. He's like, what the fuck? Like, he sees one of them slugs. Yeah. And then uh, he go. There's a dog nearby. He's like, "Hey, boy, did you see that slug go by?" And he and then uh, he looks at the dog, and the dog's already infected. And then you see the the slug fly out of the dog's mouth into our uh, good buddy, the Bradster. Yep. So oh yeah, God damn it, he's done for now. Yeah. So uh, just when you thought he was gonna be the hero of the story. Yeah, I know. I was I was rooting for Brad until then. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> So uh, yeah, like he got infected. The the rest of that fraternity, they were also getting ready and getting on the bus, and they were like, "Hey, where's Brad?" So uh, they're like, "Oh, we can't find him." So they end up taking off without him. And then uh, before that bus can get to their destination, they were like, "Hey, we're gonna get done up." And it's like, "Yeah, well we're done. We're gonna get done, dudes. <laughs> well done." Um, that that uh, that zombie dog is in the the bus. That guy, that guy was distracted for a second, which was the driver. Yeah, he, he turns back around. He, he swerves to not hit the dog. Yeah, and before he uh, like he he swerves before, but before that swerve, his eyeballs looked like something from Beetlejuice. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it looked like a, a large Marge for fucking uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. So yeah, they end up crashing. They're all like you know busted up. And uh, yeah, now the uh, slugs got them to jump into. Uh, so they're all in a whole bus full of hunks. Yep. So uh, they're all jacked up over there. Uh, back at the uh, that fraternity, which was Cindy's fraternity, uh, there's a knock at the door. Who's over there? A good old Bradster. And he's all messed up. Well, not all messed up where he's all bloody, but he's a zombie. Mm hmm. Uh, the the girl and the, you know there was I was telling Paul I was like man there's there's girls right by the door they're knocking and then they they walk away they I'm just like, walk away what yeah. is that well after a little while of Brad knocking fucking um, this girl she answers she answers the door and it's a uh, her name is Lisa I don't know if they said it in the movie but you look at it again because I'm like she's she's totally familiar I know who this girl is she was uh, Debbie in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, it was uh, played by the actress Suzanne Snyder. Yep. She, she was on, uh, like you said, Killer Clowns, also on Weird Science, and Return from the Living Dead, part yeah. two. Yeah, so I'm um, like, that face, I've seen it. Huh. I've seen that face. That's good. You recognize faces like that. I'm yeah. I'm bad when it comes to that sometimes. But then it's like, I don't think I see her again in the movie. Like, even with the crowd, like, I was I, trying to point her out again to show you because you missed it. Yeah. But anyway, maybe that was her only part right there. Maybe just to open the door, and she's <laughs> just like, "Ha, very cute, Brad." Because she's looking at him, and he's a fucking zombie. She thinks it's probably some kind of costume or makeup or something. Yeah, she's like, "Ah, uh, Cindy, Brad's here," and then that's the last you see of her. Yeah, so you, you know, uh, Cindy goes out. She's like, "Like, well, let's let's talk." They're in the porch. She's not looking at him though. Yeah, you, that's that's what, that's a big point right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like they're they're talking for a second, and then. Uh, 
you know, like he's ready to burst open from them slugs. And uh, before that can happen, she gets saved by our by who? By our actual hero, Chris. Oh, he was our hero. Yes. 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 Yeah. So Chris and Ray are there to save the day. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're there. He he ends up, uh, you know, killing poor Brad right there, our, our homie. Flamethrower in the face. Yep. He's all a crispy critter on yep, the floor. His fucking his head explodes like popcorn or the leeches. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of, uh, you know, mm, my taste good. Memo's getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about been, it's about dinner time now. Yeah, it's been too long since he had one of those Big Mac attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, like he he kills him, but he's like, "Sorry, Brad." Like you know, he you know, so he's done for that. And uh, Ray goes into the uh, fraternity, and uh, he's telling you know what what's that famous line? I think you got it queued up. Oh, I got good news and bad news, girls. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. So uh, yeah, like I mentioned, those uh, those guys that did the bus crash, they're all sh- they're all heading over to the uh, the sorority where their dates are, and uh, they're zombified. So uh, the the girls are you know like some of them are stupid. They're like trying to go outside. He's like, don't go out there. Yeah, don't go out there. <laughs> Got so, all the damn zombies out there. Yeah, but uh, ends up being where the zombies start crashing into the uh, through the glass windows and yep. stuff. So they're getting inside, and uh, Ray's trying to save as many people as he can. And uh, it happened uh, maybe at least twice in the movie where they did almost like that jaws shot where. Like it's focused on them, and then it like pulls away <laughs> yeah. at the same time. But yeah. it, but they did it even cooler on this one because it it also spun around while he's like shooting. Yeah, again. I like that part. So that it was like badass, and that made uh, you know Atkins look even more badass. You know, uh, which, was that shot? Which it's like uh, you know you thought you could, could you make Atkins look more badass? Yeah, he can. Huh. But uh, I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> so yeah, that that goes on. He see, he uh, you know blows away quite a few zombies. Uh, there was a uh, girl that was, uh, in, you know, she had the cat that was uh, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't know this until this uh, last watch. He was like, ah, oh, shit, they got her, too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. How many times have you seen this movie, Wolfman? Nah, I don't know. Maybe five times. In uh, all those times, you didn't notice that, that she was turned. I'm I not- mean, it's a whole big scene where, like, she goes to the ground and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I miss details sometimes, you know. So, uh, yeah, so she's gone. Um, she kills, he kills, he ends up killing her at the end. Cause he, he lost his gun for a second, but then he gets it and, uh, you know, she's done with, um, outside. Meanwhile, outside, uh, they're, you know, the couple right there, Cindy and, uh, Chris, they're, they're with their gun. And, and, uh, first she's like not doing shit. And then Chris is like, do something come on like snap like he's basically telling her to snap out of it because like basically she yeah. was uh in, towards the beginning what's which is uh cool is like she was a damsel in distress and like uh some other horror movies she becomes a badass at the yep. end yep. yep so uh she snaps out of it at some point and starts using that flamethrower and then you know you see the heads bursting and then it's funny in the beginning they said you know he was like shooting him with that shotgun and then she was uh hitting him with the flames 
And then I was like, Paul, why are they doing all that stuff? I'm like, couldn't she just hit him with that flamethrower? Yeah, but I was like, it's more dramatic like this, Wolfman. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking ruining this movie for everybody. <laughs> so, yeah. Told you, don't come in with the logic. I know. So, uh, yeah, they 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 uh, start fighting him, but then they start losing that flame because it was a tricky thing that would turn off. Yeah. So oh, like, old Dick Miller tried to warn him. Yeah. It's a finicky thing. Nobody that listens to Dick Miller. Oh, no, nobody does. Dude. Not even and about gremlins. If they would, dude, everything would be fine. Yeah. But, you know, you can't do that. Don't listen to Dick Miller. That's the lesson, Cripsers. So, yeah, they end up, uh, like, fighting him, but then they, they you know, uh, lose the, the flame. So they're like, ah, shit, let's get, we got to hide out somewhere. So they go into the tool shed to to get saved. So they're there, and he's like, ah, fuck, the zombies are all around yeah. us. He's like, ah, Bright, uh, that was a great idea. Yeah. So then he's, all, he's like, he looks at Cindy, he's like, Thumbs up. Great plan. <laughs> he's like, well, we're not fucking dead yet, so yeah, uh, at least so, we're I mean, not dead. It's a plan, dude. Yeah, so they're there. And then after he's talking shit about her great plan, he goes over by one of the walls like a dumbass. And, uh, of course, he's going to get grabbed well, by one shit, of the zombies. Well, shit, dude, that little, that little shed they were in was like a two-by-two two fucking... The whole thing was like nothing but by walls. Well, I mean, you got to get close <laughs> to your new girl right there, you know? I guess, but then you, you're still close to a wall. <laughs> So, well, I'm just talking shit. Yeah. So, yeah, like the zombie grabs uh, him for a bit, like crashes through, kind of starts pulling him. And then uh, she's got the flame uh, going at some point. So he's like, okay, well, you know, and he's like, holy shit. Like he ducks just on the, the last second and the flames kill that zombie that was getting him. And then she's like, yeah, I got him. And uh, on her side, she gets uh, yanked by one yeah. of the zombies. Another zombie comes busting through. And this is the zombie Steve. Yeah, zombie unibrow. Yeah, before he before he came busting through, he had to do that shoulder shake. Yeah, he was like yeah, puffing out the chest. Yeah. You guys, you guys watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it here live. Yeah, I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Steve uh, yanks her off, and uh, you know all that that we got left right here is a weapon because he doesn't have any shotgun shells left. We see a lawnmower yep. right there. So, uh, yeah, he becomes uh, Mulch. Yep, that was a good kill. Yeah, so uh, so he saves her. So they, they fight their way through the zombies is what's going on with them. But then we cut over where they're outside of the uh, the sorority, and they see the slugs, and they're going down through a window to the basement. And uh, they're like, hey, why, what's, what's in there? And uh, there was a scene earlier on where this girl had a bunch of human brains mm. that they were going to dissect later on. So She's asking Cindy if she can keep them here. And she's like, well, what is it? She's like, brains? <laughs> human brains? And she's like, well, how about the basement? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's what's there. And that's what's attracting all those leeches. There's like, uh, which we see in the yeah. scene, there's a ton of J- them. Cause JC's, like, JC's like, well, what's down there? Like, oh, boxes and uh, one of the girls' science projects. And that's when we're like, holy shit, the brains. Yeah. So uh, uh, with uh, with Chris and, and Cindy, they're trying to get there. They they go back into the fraternity. I was like, there's still girls in there. Yeah. So he's like, get out, get out. So like some of them, like it's funny because when he's saying that some of them are still coming inside mm-hmm. through the door, like what the fuck? He's saying to get out. They're, they're, they're doing the opposite. Well, they don't know that they took care of all the zombies out there. Yeah. So they're like, hey, man, you told us not to go outside. Now you're telling us to yeah, go outside. Make up what your goddamn fuck? mind over here. Yeah. So uh, they, they're fighting their way in. They, they end up going to the uh, to the cellar. And uh, who do they see? Ray. Our other hero, Ray. And he's over there and he's got duct tape on his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's got and, a can of fucking uh, 
a can of uh, gasoline, mm-hmm. duct tape on his mouth. He's telling him, get out, go. Yeah, he's like, get out of here. Um, so he ends up taking it off so he can speak more clearly. And when he takes off the uh, the tape, the worm gets him. Nah, just kidding. The worm, the uh, slug does jump towards him. And when the, the slug goes towards him, you, you hear Cindy in the background scream. Mm-hmm. But he catches it. And he tosses it. And he's like, not today. Yeah, Memo thought it was a slug screaming, and I'm like, no, dude, it was her. I was like, whoa, if anything can make a slug scream, it's Atkins, man. Yes. So uh, <laughs> even if it doesn't have any vocal cords, yes. he's like, holy shit, stop Atkins. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, uh, Ray starts counting down, and, and uh, you know, Chris was trying to help, but he realizes there's no, there's no helping. So him and uh, Cindy start walking out and going through the front, and they're both counting counting down to one you hear ray counting and then it goes back to chris counting mm-hmm. and he finally gets out and they're standing there in the front of the like by the street and then he gets to one and he's like detective thrill me the whole fucking thing explodes so i'm like ah oh, shit but you see uh you see uh like uh the slugs start coming out ray like to shoot to shoot into his mouth and that's when he fucking just shoots everything up blows everything up yeah um, and I think in one, in the, uh, in the original clip, uh, the original version, I think that's the end of the movie right there where like the, the, the day is saved, you know, he blew everything up and the, the and, uh, our heroes got the girl at the end. No, the, the other version is right after that. So like, it, uh, there's two different versions of this movie. Uh huh. Um, there's one that they did for like theatrical and one that they did for like, uh, on the cable networks and shit. Yeah. So the one that we watched today, it was uh, the theatrical version. And that has at the end, you see uh, Chris and Cindy standing out with everybody. And Chris gets a smooch from, from Cindy. And then it, it shoot, uh, uh, the next scene is like you see Ray, the zombie Ray walking out. And he falls over on the ground. He's all fucking crispy and toasty. He falls over, and then the slugs come out of and his we, brain. And we could tell it's him because uh, he was on the Atkins diet as usual. It's yeah. always uh, cigarettes, booze, and women. Yes. So that was, I mean, that was him. He yeah. falls over. The fucking leeches come, and the slugs come out of his brain and go off into, like, some bushes and shit. Or uh, go off into the uh, the cemetery. And then you see like lights shining down on the cemetery, and it's and it's a, that's one of those spaceships, which I think it's the same one, dude. Yeah. And it's uh, it's looking for the slugs. Yeah. And then that's basically the end of the movie. But the other version is so so we know we're doomed, doomed. doomed. Yes. They never did make that second one, dude. Uh, but anyway, the other scene, the other uh, ending is right after the explosion. It goes back to to Chris and and Cindy sitting out or standing out there talking and then i think they get he he gets his smooch but then cindy looks down and that dog from like brad's dog that yeah. took out brad is is standing there and cindy looks over oh hey goes to goes to give it a, a pet and the fucking slug shoots out you don't see it go into her but it just shoots out you're yeah. like ah oh, shit that's it <laughs> that's it so i don't know which one's better dude i like both of them uh i can't i on that on on the uh, other one where she gets that the dog and and then pets him, 
I don't think it has the part where Atkins uh, charred zombie no, body comes No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I kind I kind of like that part with the charred zombie. No, I like it too. But at the same time, it's like it's it's completely. It makes the whole thing completely it, it, different. It makes it. It's like a. Uh, to me, it's even sadder that that version where the dog gets her at. The yeah, end. that's what I mean. Like you thought they got away. They're cool. But no, like she's she's a goner, and then it's a whole whole thing. Like, how much does it spread out again? How many more people are gonna fucking get infected and die and shit? Like, does Chris make it out now? It makes it a completely different like ending, and and further beyond that. I mean, in the original one, yeah, like shit's gonna be fucked. They're gonna get out too. Yeah, but at least you can kind of make in your mind that oh, they still get away. Either, this one is like, no, Cindy's done. Well, either way, they're screwed. Yes, they are. They're all fucked. All right, so that was our review of Night of the Creeps. Yes. Good pick, Paul. Good pick. Yeah, dude. Like I said, one of my favorite movies. Love it, love it, love it. Yep. And rewatchable. Love that movie. Love the characters. Yeah, we wanted to go more into it. I, dude, I was down for a scene for scene, but we were running out of time. Our record recording went a little long. So that's good enough, man. I am. I'm a... Uh, I am pleased. Yes, please. I think it might uh, <laughs> pique somebody's interest if they haven't seen this movie. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, when I uh, heard the original one that you got, you and uh, Steve did, I was like, oh, I got to rewatch this one again. And I was like, it's one of the ones that I forgot about because I didn't have a copy mm-hmm. of that movie. Mm-hmm. And then it, I, it made me want to buy a copy. There you go. So I think I, I got searched multiple for copies it. sitting over there. Ah, crap. So uh, Cripsters, if you know where Paul is, <laughs> you know who to ask. But yeah, like... Uh, uh, who wants to go first on the scores? Uh, I'll go first. All right. All right. I give it a uh, fucking, I never think of these before. Yeah. I do it on the fly. I give it an 8.5. Ha. <laughs> it's not the perfect movie. No. Okay. I mean, to me, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of nostalgia that goes with it, but I, I love the whole eighties aspect, you know, yeah. the 80s feel. Um, it's fun. It's fucking, it's a blast, dude. Mm-hmm. I like the whole like mix of genres too, with the sci-fi and the horror, mm-hmm. even the comedy. Yeah, you know the 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 uh, special effects are on point. It's all practical effects, and they've done a real good job with it. Like they look, a lot of the shit looks fucking great. Yeah, the the story is fucking awesome. Like it took all those those inspirations and those tropes, and he made something his own with it. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Yeah. So yeah, eight point five. 8.5 from Chainsaw Paul. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, if anyone wants to hear the uh, Wolfman's opinion. Nah. All right, folks. No. <laughs> We're done. All right, Wolfman. What do you think? Ah, crap. Well, you know what's funny when you said you're 8.5? That's my score, too. Oh, nice. 8.5. So, uh, yeah, we're like uh, dead uh, even with uh, what we thought of it. Um, a lot of the things that you just said earlier on, yeah. I have to agree with that. When you mentioned about the uh, special effects, I love that stuff where it's practical. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I was mentioning to Paul was like, man, they uh, those slugs, they look great. Like their movement too. Yeah. Uh, that stuff looked awesome. Um, some of the stuff looked a little cartoony and some things, but still looked great, which it was like part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like when the, the zombies, when their heads busted open, uh, with the, with the dog on some points, mm-hmm. it had those uh, little skinny legs in the bottom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very enjoyable. That that uh, crazy axe wielding zombie was cool. Um, the little a- those aliens in the beginning were they look kind of cool too. The costumes that yeah. they had 
and the uh, the way they made that spaceship look real. Yeah, like they don't look like any other aliens that you've seen. No, they don't. They they uh, they do look distinctive. Um, I've, I don't think I've ever seen another alien since that looks the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the, you'd be able to point that out real quick. So that's really cool. Yep. So um, yeah, and uh, like you said, the story was great. The characters were awesome. Yes. And, like that's what that's what hooks uh, you know people that love this movie is those characters. They're great. Um, the way they were written, and of course, uh, Tom Atkins' performance on right. it. And they showed him being a badass, which was great. And I, like I said, I felt like that's the the top of the line for me. For that's for, the pinnacle of Atkins, right there. For me, and I was like, <laughs> it's like I think he would be happy with that too. Like probably, yeah. You know, I it, mean, he does he does like that role. So yep. So uh, you know, like the only thing we can ask for, which you know probably would never happen, was like, man, too bad there's not a sequel. To I know, this. right? Fuck. But, you know, maybe. Yeah, so uh, there we go. Well, uh, Chainsaw Paul says go check that motherfucker out as soon as you can. I'll do it again. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Wolfman. Well, that's the end of the fucking episode. I feel like we've been recording all goddamn day, but we did a lot of prep before. Yep. I had a great time over here at the crypt. As usual. I love it. Per Uh, usual. Yeah, you know, like Paul always makes it fun. Yep, yep. No, it was a good episode, you know. You know, we like to thank uh, fucking B Vicious for coming on the show. Hopefully, he comes on again. It was one of those spooky stories. Yep. I'm down for another one because uh, I think I'm going to be uh, not being able to sleep tonight because of well, that. You got a long ass drive, so hopefully, you don't go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep me awake on yes. the drive home. Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, you know, new flavor right there. Um, great pick on, on the movie. It's fun doing the redo for it. Yeah, we got a few more redos that we got to do, but huh. we'll wait for a little while. There we go. Alrighty, well, that's it for tonight, Cripsters. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we uh, enjoyed making it. Yep. And until next time, good night and stay, stay creepy. creepy. <laughs> <laughs>